0: down a deep lob pass out on that left side for Kane reichert and reichert will score from 44 yards away to end the first quarter over the final two days of the season six programs will hoist a state title trophy and you can hear every game right here on espn tri-cities it's time to crown our next state champion but first it's the hogemeyer hybrids pregame show we'll take you live to memorial stadium in lincoln right after this word from hogemeyer
1: hybrids
0: Well, six state champions have been crowned. There's still a state championship trophy to hand out, and we'll do that in the next couple hours here from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Good evening, everyone. I'm Randy Bushcutt, along with Scott Moring. We're going to bring you the Class B state championship game between Scott's Bluff and Scott, the two teams that really I think at the end of the regular season most people anticipated would end up here in Lincoln, and that state championship trophy will head just a little bit east of here or it will make a pretty good trip out to the Western Panhandle and be the first state title for Scott's Bluff. This is the fourth time that uh, the uh, Scott, uh, Skyhawks will hope to put in a state championship trophy they've won three titles they've lost three of these championship games scotts bluff played the last two games of the previous millennia in the state championship but did not ever come away with a state title they're looking for their first here tonight and uh coach mullering thanks so much for joining us tonight and uh again i, I really kind of think after that game against McC- late in the regular season, I think most people kind of are not surprised that Scott's Bluff has been able to make it here, and certainly no one is surprised that Scott is playing for another state title.
3: No, I think uh, you, you watched a little bit of the McCook game on, 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 on online, and uh, huge crowds, so, so to know that Scott's Bluff can win in a great environment like that uh, probably proved that they had uh, what it takes to get the rest of the way here. Even though there was a few wildcard teams out there, obviously, that, that had the capability of Beating them. York was right there with them till the end. Um, and Men McCook, obviously, uh, those types of schools are, are, are perennials. So if Scott's Bluff can hang with them, you know, you'd know, you think that they have a chance here hanging with Scott tonight.
0: And uh, they may have some of a home field advantage, even though they're a lot further away from Memorial Stadium and they're in a different time zone. Probably twice as many people wearing red here tonight than wearing the green or the black. Uh, again, Scott's Bluff traveling very well tonight. And again, Scott's Bluff has had a tremendous amount of success in basketball. And I think a little bit of that experience even if you're not playing, you get a sense of what state is all about, even if you're a kid watching those good basketball teams from a few years ago. So again, I don't think this environment is going to be too big for Scott's Bluff. And Scott, this is just making it to the state finals is one of the things that they kind of come to expect.
3: Yeah, Scott's been here, you know, uh, this is five out of the last six years, I think, and uh, only McCook and Class B can say that they've done something similar to this. Um, So for Scott, these kids have been, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, uh, seeing that they're going to Scott Catholic and seeing the success. So they kind of know, obviously, what it takes to get here. Uh, in Scott's Bluff's case, uh, you know, they're going to enjoy the, the ride as long as they possibly can. And I think the, the uh, communities of the Twin Cities
0: have showed up in force here tonight as well. And they, they do it a little bit different with their running game, both these two teams. Their bread and butter is keeping the football on the ground.
3: Yeah, Scott's Bluff is going to show a, a shotgun look, but also a lot of running with Chris Busby, with a lot of speed in the backfield. Um, the, the, they'll also uh, put the uh, Husker recruit back there blocking for him as well, Garrett Nelson. So uh, they're going to they're going to do a good job of trying to do some misdirection plays uh, and get Busby out in the open. And then uh, Scott's just going to counter with uh, you know a, a big old nice running back. Uh, the Epperson kid has over two thousand yards rushing, and so you you think he's going to get a pretty healthy dose of, of the ball tonight.
0: Well, you can't have a big football game here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln with a little without a little Allen Park. Parsons project serious being played here with the uh, opening that they've had for the last few years for the NSAA and that well if that doesn't get you ready to play some football then you're not from the great state of Nebraska you are listening to the pregame show as always brought to you by Hogamai hybrids contact Terry Jason Stark your Hogamai hybrid seed dealer near you we'll take away uh, take a quick break here uh, here on the ESPN Superstation we'll come back with the starters for both Scott and for Scott's Bluff, when we return to Memorial Stadium right after this timeout.
4: Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem solving, and those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are going to go out into the community, and they're going to be able to make a difference, and they're going to be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanny, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited, and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile. And it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech language pathologist at Mary Lanning Healthcare.
5: Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration.
6: This is Bob from B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at BB and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go.
0: And back here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, time now for our starting lineups, brought to you as always by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney, We'll begin, first of all, for the Scotts Bluff offense, and starting off every single play at center will be Brandon Larson. Larson is a 5'11", 230-pound senior. At guard position will be Creighton Dyke. Dyke is uh, 5'10", 195 pounds, and a junior. The other guard, the left guard, is uh, Tyler Kautz. Kautz is a uh, six-foot, 230-pound junior. The right tackle is Nathan Harms. Harms, a senior, 5'10", 245 pounds. The other tackle on the left side will be Joel McLeod. He is 5'9", 250 pounds, and a junior, so a little bit of youth up front. The tight ends are Jeremiah Dozler. He is six-foot, 195 pounds, and a senior. The other tight end is Jack Darnell, Six foot, 185 pounds, and a junior. The running back is Josiah Delios. He is a fullback, six foot, 205 pounds. The guy that will be uh, carrying the rock most of the night tonight will be Chris Busby. Busby, 5'10", 175 pounds, and a senior. On the year, Busby has run for 1,711 yards, as well as 24 touchdowns. The other guy in that backfield will be Jacob Cruel. Cruel is 5'9", 175 pounds, and a junior. The quarterback is Sebastian Harsh, and Harsh is 6'3", 220 pounds, and a junior. They don't put the ball in the air a lot. In fact, only 100 total pass attempts on the season, 48 completions here for Harsh. He has thrown for 991 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 4 interceptions on the season for head coach Joe Benson. And now for Scott Catholic and their head coach Matt Turman, their starters go like this: at center will be Alex Stumpf, and Stumpf is a 200-pound junior. Right guard will be Sam Hefferson, he is 240 pounds and a senior. Ryan Emanuel play left guard, he's 210 pounds and a junior. At left tackle will be Blake Anderson, 275 pounds and a junior. The right tackle. Matthew Freit, and Freit is 280 pounds and a senior. Wide receiver will be Grant Bertucci. He is 170 pounds and a junior. Josh White will be another wide receiver, 155 pounds and a senior. T.J. Skradsky will play tight end. Skradsky is 245 pounds and a junior. The back that will get most of the carries tonight is Jared Esperson. He is 185 pounds and a senior. On the year, Esperson has run for 2,059 yards, uh, has 32 touchdowns. He averages a little bit over 171 yards rushing per game. The fullback will be Tommy Legal. He is 210 pounds and a senior. And the quarterback is Ryan McCormick. He'll play quarterback tonight, 195 pounds and a senior, and McCormick on the year throwing the football. And, again, they don't put it in the the air a whole lot either. It's 55 of 93 throwing the football for 759 yards on the season. And, uh, by the way, he's uh, much more of a threat to run with the football than he is throwing it. He's carried it 88 times on the year for another 366 yards. So a lot of things you got to defense there with Matt Turman and the Scott Catholic Skyhawks who will be going for their fourth straight, not straight, but fourth state championship as Scott's Bluff will be going for their very first title here tonight at Memorial Stadium. Those are your starting lineups, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll be wrapping up our pregame show, brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. We'll do that when we return to Memorial Stadium
7: right after this. Scott's got to be favored in this game. You know, um, they just do. This is their fifth final in six years, Um and the one one thing about it uh, over the years, Scott has has been outstanding a lot of different ways. Uh, I can think of a lot of times when they've had their best players been their quarterback. That is not the case this year, and they know it, and so they play to their strength. Their strength is getting the ball to Jared Epperson, number four. Jared Epperson is another one of those guys. He only weighs like one hundred and eighty pounds. All right just like I did when I was in fourth grade. The kid is, however, almost impossible to tackle one-on-one. They've got a big, burly line, and what they decided to do was, well, let's not worry so much about throwing the ball. In fact, if we don't ever throw the ball, that'll be fine. We'll just run behind Sam Heffron and Blake Anderson and just come right up the gut, and we'll see what you got. Um, that plays pretty well this time of year. And again, you know, Coach Matt Terman, he'd been around the block. Right? He's won, I think, three state championships. These guys know how to finish. And I suspect the fact that they got beat 31 to nothing in last year's final has probably been brought up a time or two. Uh, so as far as Scott's Bluff goes, um, I've said it before, there's a lot of romance attached to having a team like Scott's Bluff winning a state championship. It's a team from the real West. It's a team that's got a future Husker, Garrett Nelson, who I'm telling you what that kid is dynamite. Not to go old Jimmy Walker there, but dynamite. I'm telling you, the kid is outstanding. But they've got lots of other weapons, and I think Scotty's got a chance to make something happen, uh, especially if a kid like this, Keegan Reesnyder, watch for that kid. He's always around the ball. They're going to need a player or two that is outside the usual to make it happen. Uh, but it could. Scotty's could win this game. I just don't expect them to. Reel it in and
8: wrap up your year with a new Larson Fishing Boat from Buzz's Marine. Now through December 15th, take advantage of three and $4,000 rebates. Larson Fishing Boats fulfill every fishing requirement when you need it and provide family fun on the water when you don't. With smart storage, serious capacity, and plenty of room for the family, don't miss out on this great deal on your next Larson Fishing Boat and ask about a free trailerable ratchet cover. View the inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or visit on South Central Avenue in Kearney today. The yeah. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln, or log on to barneyinsurance.net.
0: And welcome back. You've been listening to our pregame show brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer. And again, a beautiful night for football here at Memorial Stadium. We're in prime time under the lights here at Tom Osborne Field. And again, uh, it'll be Scott. No stranger to being in the state championship game. This is their seventh trip, and it's not that old of a high school. hasn't been around that long. They have had a tremendous amount of success in athletics. Scott's Bluff, of course, they played in back-to-back state championships in 99 and then in 2000. They came up short both times. They are a bit of an underdog here tonight, Scott. And uh, if you're Scott's Bluff, what do you kind of feel that you need to do to kind of prove that you belong? in this game and and maybe be able to take away some of that momentum from a team that's really favored to beat you
3: yeah i think one of the big things for scotts bluff is to weather the early storm don't let their emotions get too high um, just make sure that they're still playing their game i know they've started late in uh their playoff games they've started to get rolling late in the second half and that's just not something they're probably going to be able to get away with tonight so uh, scotts bluff is going to have to come out strong and and, you know, get through this first quarter and, and then kind of let the chips fall where they may and settle down from there.
0: And they're going to have the opportunity to force a three and out here for uh, Scott to get things started. Because they will kick off the football. And, again, if they get if they get good uh, coverage here, get a three and out, then they'll get good field position. That's really kind of obviously the hope that, that uh, they would have here tonight. So back deep for uh, Scott. A couple of speedsters, some of the... Greatest speed that they've got, and uh, their jerseys, by the way, are just kind of hard to read the numbers Dark green
3: numbers on black jerseys, are a little tough from up here to see.
0: Yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? But back deep is going to be Jacob Kristen. He's the the man back deepest here, and after we get done with the uh, TV stoppage, we'll be ready to kick this one off and get things going here on ESPN Radio. Again, we've had six state championship games on the Platte River Radio Group of Stations. Started Friday night in a six-man final with Wilcox Hildreth over Hay Springs, 52-40. Class A last night, Burke over Grand Island. Grand Island had the lead late, but gave it back to Burke, and they hold on, 24-20. to No surprise in C1 where Aurora rolled over Ord, 49-7. to That was our afternoon game today. In the morning, Centennial needed overtime to get past Norfolk Catholic, a come-from-behind win for them. They win it 29-28 in overtime, maybe the best game of the uh, turn of uh, the finals so far, Creighton over Burwell, though, that was a two-point game, 32-30. Creighton comes away with the state title, and Johnson-Brock over Mullen, 56-26 in the D2 state uh, championship a game. Of, a
3: lot of first-time champions for schools. Uh, we'll see if Scott's Bluff can get uh, their
0: first playoff state title tonight. See if they can add to that list. So here comes the kickoff. And it's going to be picked up at about the uh, 10-yard line. Dropped the football, but coming right back up the middle. And then trying to get to the outside, and that ain't happening here for Jacob Kristen. Kristen was pulled down from behind, trying to run lateral, and there's just maybe a little bit too much team speed there for Scott's Bluff as they make the tackle short of the 20-yard line. And so that's good coverage to get things started here for the Bearcats.
3: Yeah, Scott had a little problems uh, handling the ball there on the kick return. Um, We're going to see if that's going to play a factor tonight as it gets a little bit chillier as we go through the night.
0: So the ball will actually be spotted at about the 15-yard line. In under center, of course, will be McCormick. McCormick calls it out. We'll hand it off out of that I formation. And not a bad uh, first drive here, first play here for Scott. They just go right up the middle and get a gain of about seven on the play.
3: Yeah, we're going to see, uh, like, I, uh, like I think, a heavy dose of number four, Epperson. Uh, you know, he's going to pound out eight yards on first down. He's got a really nice offensive line in front of him. Uh, it's going be Size is going to play a factor tonight with those guys.
0: That's his 202nd run of the season. He is a workhorse. He is in the eye. Under center again, as they've got uh, two tight ends, but they will split someone out in that backfield position. Do basically... I think that was a bad snap. And there is a fumble there, but McCormick's able to fall on it, mostly because they had good line surge.
3: Yeah, Scott's bluff uh, was showing blitz right up the middle there, and I think the quarterback just just put her on the ground there as he was stepping
0: away from the center. So now that will change the thinking here a little bit. You were on schedule. You rushed for about seven and a half yards on your first play, and now McCormick will step in under center again. Now that I formation... And again, they'll have one in the slot on the short side of the field on that left side. They drop the football again. It's on the ground again. The quarterback picks it up, and he's going to be knocked for a two-yard loss. I don't Problems know. with the exchange on two different plays, and both Elios and Harsh get in on the tackle. It's a
3: pretty good uh, defensive uh, stand there for Scott's bluff after giving up eight yards on first down. But those last two plays, they were they were bringing about as many as they could. They're, they're crowding the box, and they're going to bring some guys uh to force uh, Scott's Scud Scott into the air tonight.
0: Well, that helps a lot if you are going to have problems with the exchange. Just throws off the timing, and you never did get a chance to hand the ball off to your stud running back. Cameron Geary, a senior safety, Punt is back it and they block it. The punt's blocked. It's loose on the ground, picked up by Scott's bluff. Doesn't matter who comes up with it. It's going to be down at about the five-yard line. Pressure coming right up the middle. And- and they get the punt block. What a great start here for the Bearcats.
3: They had a stunt on with Garrett Nelson, the Husker recruit, uh, right through the right through the A gap, right in between the uh, snapper and the and the guard. And they brought a guy right behind him, wheeled him right right behind, right down, right down the middle. And he got a piece of it, didn't get all of it. And Delosso picked it up in the air and advanced it about three yards down to the six.
0: It is first and goal here for Scott Blatt. First time they snapped the football, they are deep in the red zone. Well, we kind of talked going in. You want to get a good start. It don't get much better than that here for the Bearcats. Yeah, I'm not sure what our stoppage is. Well, we have a TV? It well, doesn't appear so. Well, I guess there is a TV timeout. We'll take a quick timeout as well. We'll be back here to Memorial Stadium. First snap of the game for Scott's Bluff will come at the six-yard line when we return right after this
9: Pioneer, with you from the word go.
0: See Impact Seed. Welcome back. Our field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service, delivering success. Field condition, well, it's a beautiful I Division think in, one. think it's in good field. Yeah, it's yeah. in pretty good shape. Shape. The weather's not bad either, 44 degrees, about a 5 to 10-mile-an-hour wind. The uh, flags hanging on the uprights here, slight flutter to them, but otherwise they're not moving at all. What very little wind there is is blocked by four stadiums, essentially. Fair, a fairly There's, large stadium yeah.
3: around them,
0: yeah. yeah, so the weather I don't think is going to be a factor at all. It feels like football, and when you're playing the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, you're playing the latest possible time. This is pretty darn good weather, and this is outstanding field position here for Scott's Bluff, as they will take the snap for the first time at their own six-yard line. And they'll hand it right back up the middle, and getting about half of what he needs here is Chris Busby. Busby just burrows his way in there, going right through the A-gap. Cuts back to the inside and be second and goal from the three.
3: They uh, threw up a couple of H uh, back, couple fullback types right behind the tight ends on the right side, and they let Busby just try and find his way through there. Um, it's going to be a, a tough road, a, a road grader in these cut uh, linemen out of the way tonight.
0: You know they will run with some other guys, but generally if there's a handoff, Harsh has carried the ball 17 times on that option. But if it's a handoff, it'll be Busby, and they will keep it with the quarterback, and he'll get about the other half. Yeah, and so he's down about the one-and-a-half-yard line, faking that handoff and going right up the middle.
3: Pretty good saving tackle there by uh, Alex Van Dyke from Scott. Uh 5'11", 175-pound. Looked like a uh, safety coming up and filling. Otherwise, uh, Harsh would have walked into the end zone there.
0: Well, they gained about a yard and a half. They are inside the two-yard line. Again, this drive started at the six after the blocked punt. That was returned down to the six-yard line. Arish will call it out. Busby is the only back next to him. They'll hand it off to him. He'll go right off tackle. He's hit at the goal line, and he powers in for the touchdown.
3: Just a basic off tackle, uh, guard pull, a little power play. They had uh, two big bodies right in front, and Busby, all he had to do was uh, squirt his way through there, and that's exactly what he did.
0: So Caleb Walker will come in to kick the extra point. He's been 50 of 61 on the season, and can he? Hit the field goals as well. He's three out of five. So, not an all state caliber type of kicker, but he's been very reliable. And we'll see if he can add the extra point here. Snap is down. Looks like the exchange is good and the kick is good as well. So, oh, a six yard drive. The first time Scott buff has the football, then they have a seven to nothing lead. So, successful start here for the Bearcats. They lead at seven nothing with eight. Four- Forty-three to go in quarter number one, and a five points bank touchdown. We'll take a quick break. We're back right after this.
10: Synergize from Ag Explorer International is your all-in-one drip control, defomer, surfactant, and ammonium salts with a water conditioner and absorption activator. Synergize is the number one AMS replacement on the market. Over thirty million acres worldwide have made the right choice with Synergize. Contact Mid Nebraska Chemical today for a dealer in your area to get Synergize, NutriPak, Endzone, and other great products from Ag Explorer International. 308 468 6206.
0: Well, all of our touchdowns are sponsored by Five Points Bank and Carney, the better bank. And yeah, that one came from Busby, which is not anything unusual. His 25th touchdown of the season. But again, you have to kind of respect Sebastian Harsh as well. He got about a yard and a half there, but most of those six yards come from busby including that uh, hit a little bit short of the goal line but just he wasn't going to be denied so a little bit of a line drive kick here that's going to be picked up at about the five yard line it's dropped again picking it up on the balance is Kristensen. christensen comes right up the middle Was able to slip through there get out to about the 25 yard line before that hole there wasn't much of a hole there but he was able to slip through it and just a good decision after dropping the football not trying to find the wall, just get right up the field.
3: Yeah, he got uh, he got as many as we probably thought he could get after dropping the ball for the second time. S- uh, special teams so far is clearly in favor of Scott's bluff, and that, that's uh, that's why they have a 7 nothing lead. And, and uh, that's going to be a big factor throughout the rest of the night. Uh, Scott's bluff, is special teams have really started to, uh, you know, they've taken control of the game so far.
0: Well, and another issue here for Scott has been the quarterback center exchange. And we'll see if they can get this cleaned up just a little bit so they can actually hand the ball off to Esperson. He's in the I formation. They will hand it off to him. He'll go to that right side, has a bit of a hole, and then he's eventually going to get wrapped up by Cameron Geary. But, again, a successful play on first down where uh, they're able to gain about five yards.
3: Yeah, I'm wondering if Scott's bluff has found a weakness on the offensive line for Scott because they've put Garrett Nelson there out, their linebacker. He's down and playing defensive tackle, and he's blowing, blowing things up to start the game off so far.
0: So will be second. We'll call it six because he didn't get quite the spot that I thought he would. McCormick under center. I formation. Two tight ends. We'll be saying that a lot. Right up the middle. The ball being carried here by uh, by Esperson. Tackle by Busby. And it's going to be now third and about two.
3: That's big the big key for Scud here is they have not trailed very much this year, if hardly at all. And they've only given up 44 points in the last seven or eight games. So starting down 7 nothing, in the state championship, they've got to stay calm and collected and uh, keep on keep on track here with down and distance.
0: Well, sometimes they say the last thing you want to do with the Bears is hit them with a stick. But right now, the Scud Skyhawks have been hit with a stick. They're going to fake the handoff. Cormick's going to roll out. He's got some pressure. He's looking to throw. Now he's just going to run and get what he can, and he's going to be pasted out of bounds after losing about five yards.
3: Garrett Nelson, the Husker recruit, made him take a little bit wider uh, path than the quarterback wanted to. Great team pursuit once he got past uh, Nelson. uh, Great team pursuit on Scott's Bluffs' part, and that has to include some coverage downfield.
0: So it's now going to be fourth and about eight here, closer to seven. So a punting situation.
3: We'll see if they come after the punt again. Uh, They've got it lined up the same way with a little twist inside.
0: Max Brinker is the punter. Good snap for him. Pressure coming right up the middle. They jump over the top of the lead blocker there, but don't come up with it. And they're going to fair catch it at about the 30-yard line. So after making the fair catch, Cameron Gary will give the ball over to the official. And now instead of six yards away from the end zone, they're now 70 yards away after a nice punt. By Brinker,
3: That was pretty close to another disaster for Scott. Uh, Scott's bluff had the same twist inside. They had two guys running free and they just got enough of the of, of a block from their up back to uh, keep those guys off the punter because it was a fingertip length away from uh, blocking another punt.
0: Well, you don't want to punt it over the top of that blocker because that's where they got pretty good elevation yeah. as his knees were on his shoulder pad jumping over the top of it. So we'll see if Scott's Bluff can score for the second time. They're going to split things out. They're going to have three wide receivers to the right side of the field, two backs in the backfield, just the quarterback and then the running back. Keeping it, the throw here is Harsh. Harsh right over the middle is going to throw it a little bit high, intended for uh, Delios, and it will fall incomplete.
3: Yeah, Scott's Bluff, uh, they, they initiated their, their play count with the same formation. They ran down the goal line then spread everybody out, but they're – the personnel was completely different. I don't think Scott was fooled on that one. I think they were ready to adjust.
0: Our internet stream of high school games on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and on PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. And we've streamed all the state championship games. This is our seventh of the uh, series here, final one of the year. Quick little handoff on the counter, and it's going to be a gain of about five. They gave it off to the wingback on that left side coming over to the right, or vice versa, actually. And that's Jacob Cruel, who will have a gain of about four on the play. sets so up a manageable third and six.
3: Yeah, it looks like Scott's Bluff's going to try and, uh, when they're on the ground, they're going to try and keep everything inside the box. Uh, you know, it's a double tight formation. It's an old single-wing formation look. And uh, they're just going to try and get misdirection and get lead blockers, more blockers to the point of attack.
0: Cruel will be one of the winners on that right side. They'll put a man in motion to the right, run in that direction. They'll pitch it out here to Busby, and Busby is going to get back to the line of scrimmage and no more. Great penetration by that Scott defensive line, and there was just nowhere for Busby to go.
3: Yeah, they went with the straight uh, sprint option there, and uh, the quarterback, he pitched it almost immediately. So uh, Scott was waiting, waiting for that one to happen.
0: So it'll be a punting situation coming up here for Scott's Bluff. And the punter, pretty good athlete, Cameron Geary. He's on both ends of the punt team here. And he'll have a quick kick that's going to be uh, kind of one of those rollers. They're going to, not exactly a rugby style kick, but he end over ended it. They're going to get away from it, and it's going to be down at about the 24 yard line. Got an extra about 15 yards of roll there, but Scott didn't want to try to catch it at their shoetops and risk muffing the football. So. It will be a successful punt here for Scott's Bluff. Not one that you probably want to put on a poster, though.
3: No, no, it's a good good way to get rid of a quick kick there because uh, Scott had a little pressure on that on that punt block there. So uh, to get that much yardage out of a nice little roll there, it sure did help.
0: 5.50 to go here in the first quarter. We got timeout on the field. The Bearcats of Scott's Bluff lead the Skyhawks of Scott 7 to nothing in the Class B State Championship game. We're back right after this.
1: Even after 38 years, we still start early every morning in every Amigo's kitchen to make the foods and flavors you love. We're chopping fresh vegetables, mixing Amigo's famous ranch dressing and salsas, slow-cooking pinto beans, steaming the rice, mixing up batches of homemade guacamole, and grilling the marinated chicken. Your made-to-order items start with real people making real food. It's not the easiest way, just the best at Amigo's, where made-from-scratch is our recipe.
0: So, 550 to go here in the um, first quarter. Our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play by play. Carney Towing's on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Scott with that I formation. And they'll hand it off to the fullback. The fullback will just go right up the middle and putting his head down as Tommy Legal. And Legal will be flung forward, and that will help him with a pretty nice gain here of about five.
3: Yeah, we're halfway through the first quarter. We have no first downs yet. Uh, Scott, quarterback again, looked like he had a little trouble on the exchange there. So uh, Scott's bluff is uh, either pressuring him just enough to uh, maybe move a little bit faster than he wants to move right now, maybe the speed of the game uh, that Scott's trying to get adjusted to still.
0: Well, Scott with total of 12 yards. And Scott's left with ten, but again they got six when they got the ball at the six-yard line for a seven-nothing lead. Low snap and problem with the exchange picked up by McCormick and McCormick has knocked on his keister again.
3: Uh, Garrett Nelson, the Husker recruit, the minute uh, the minute the quarterback looked up, uh, he, it was a done deal. He was all over that. So uh, there's that's the probably fourth time that uh, the Scott quarterback has had an issue with the snap. Uh, So they're going to have to figure something out if they want to generate some offense tonight.
0: Well, that time he got through there so quickly that I don't know if that play was going to be effective at all to begin with. And then McCormick did a great job with good hands being able to pick up that ball as quick as he did. Otherwise, that's probably turnover. Well, now they're going to break that to I-formation, go out of the pistol here. McCormick will look to throw on third and long. He'll flare it out to that right side. It's tipped. It's in the air, and Scott's Bluff can't find it. Getting a hand on it initially was Cameron Geary knocking it away from the intended receiver. It went in the air, and it was a whole pack of Bearcats trying to find the football, but it will fall to the turf, and we'll set up now fourth down and ten.
3: Again, the timing's just off a little bit for uh, Omaha Scuts' offense right now. The receiver hadn't even really turned around, and that, that ball was already zinging by him, and the defender got a good hand on it. Uh, we'll see if Scott's Bluff tries to come after another punt here.
0: Reef Schneider is also back deep to receive the punt here. They got two guys back deep here awaiting the kick of uh, Brinker, and it's going to be Reef Schneider who will fair catch it at about the 41-yard line. The exchange of punts here benefits uh, Scott's Bluff by about uh, 15 yards on the exchange. And with 4.20 to go here, quarter number one, 7 nothing late for Scott's Bluff, and they're starting to get a little bit better field position with the exchanges.
3: Yeah, it's uh, really settling in. I, I think when we talk about the initial punch of the game, uh, now both teams are kind of settling in, and both have pretty good defenses, so we're kind of seeing a, a offensive struggle and a, or a defensive masterpiece, uh, either way you want
0: to look at it. In any event, it is still 7-0 Scots bluff. They will have the ball just short of midfield. They'll have to cross midfield stripe to get a first down here. and They'll bring a man in motion. They'll fake the handoff. Quarterback's going to keep it right up the middle. A little bit of room here for Harsh. And Harsh will bring it across the 45 out to the 46-yard line. So that'll be a gain of five, and they'll be second and five.
3: Harsh has decent speed, not great speed, but uh, he's 6'2", you know. 220 some pounds so it's a little bit difficult for anyone to take him down one-on-one so he kind of squirted through and, and picked up good first down yardage which is something that neither team has really had yet.
0: Well you have to be so disciplined up front on that defensive line because they can handle the hang, the ball off to so many different angles of guys just slanting in at you that you really can't cheat. Out of the pistol formation head off here to the running back Busby Busby goes off tackle on that right side he's going to be awfully close to that first down marker he's going be short by maybe a yard and right at midfield is where they're going to spot the ball so it'll be third and one from the 50.
3: That's uh, just a, a simple uh, basically a double iso play. They got two fullbacks on the same side and they're going to run right behind those two and sometimes they've pulled a guard to get three guys out in front of the blockers and you know that's that's providing good yardage for
0: Scott's bluff so far. Randy Bushcutter Scott Molring with you here from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, 7 nothing Scott's Bluff. And again, that quarterback will be harsh. He has three running backs to his right from different angles. They drop the football. There's a flag down. I think we might have a legal procedure, some sort of snap infraction, because I think that surprised Harsh when the ball came out from his center when it did.
3: Two ways to look at it. That's a good thing for Scott to get Scott's Bluff back in third and six. It's also probably a good thing for Scott's Bluff because the quarterback dropped the ball. So, uh, this might be a benefit for both teams. We'll see which one gets to pay off, even though there's some lost yardage on the play.
0: Well, you go from third and one now to third and six. Or it could have been fourth and three had they yeah, had picked I mean, up the ball, absolutely, too. Absolutely, absolutely, because, again, there was Scott's blowout. That just throws the timing off. And we've seen that from both teams, mostly from Scott up to this point. So third and six, they changed the formation just a little bit. Running back goes to the right, but they're going to run the counter here to the left. Not much that's getting blown up. Yeah, there's just no room to run there for Jacob Cruel, as that one was well-diagnosed. No gain on the play. Now it's fourth and six, and you will see a punt coming up here from Scott's Bluff.
3: Scott's Bluff continuing, trying to get misdirection. Uh, that's one of the few plays they've tried to get wide, but a good stay-at-home defense by the backside of the Scut
0: defense and they were sitting there waiting for it. So back deep to receive the punt here is going to be Tyson Gordon. And again, the punter is Cameron Geary. Geary gets it off. It's going to hit the turf at about the 25-yard line. Picked up here by Gordon. Gordon dancing around. Kind of finds an open space where he's not getting hit, but he's also got nowhere to run. He will find a little bit of a seam and get it out to about the 30-yard line. That will be a return of about five.
3: Another, uh, just uh, Scott's bluff is winning the kicking game, but uh, they don't have a great kicker, it appears, to this point. uh, Their punts have not gone very far, but they're not being very returnable either. So their net punts are are turning out with the yardage, but uh, they're definitely not booming any 40 yarders tonight, it doesn't look like. Well,
0: he's been averaging 34 on the season. His longest of the year was 51, so he's fairly consistent in the 30s. Handoff here to Asperson. Asperson to ride up the middle. Has a little bit of a seam and loses the football. And Scott's Bluff is able to fall on it at the 37-yard line. He actually got through the pile but lost the football on the way through.
3: Yeah, it even looked like he was going to maybe squirt by those two guys and uh, keep on running for a little bit. But, uh, you know, ball security so far in the game for both teams has been a little suspect. But uh, Scott's Bluff has taken advantage of one turnover. I'll see if they can take advantage of another one.
0: Well he did not secure the ball running through that pile, and you can kind of see a little punch at the football from the front side. He loses it, and again, not as good a field position at the six on their scoring drive, but still good field position for the second time tonight here for Scott Bluff. They've got it first and ten from the thirty seven. Scott Man John in Blitz. motion. Man in motion. They fake the handoff. Harsh has time to throw. He'll throw it in double coverage, and it's going to Intercept. be intercepted at the 7-yard line. He underthrew it, and the defender was right there to snag it. That's good defensive play there by uh, John Myers.
3: Yeah, Reef Schneider, number 32 for Scott's bluff. He had a couple steps. Harsh uh, throws that thing out there a little bit. Uh, Reef Schneider probably walks into the end zone with a touchdown. But uh, instead, you know, the uh, they pin him deep inside the 10-yard line. Um, Reef Schneider set the Class B state record with five reception, touchdown receptions earlier in the playoffs this year. And uh, so they probably thought that they had to get him the ball
0: sometime early in this game. That was Jacob Kristen that made the uh, interception at the seven-yard line. Again, the numbers are a little hard to read. There's my excuse. 154 to go here. Quarter number one. Quick little handoff here for Esperson. Not much of a hole, but he is pushing the pile forward. It brings it across the 10-yard line, out to about the 12. And so that'll be a gain of four on the play.
3: Yeah, the, the quarter, Scott's Bluff quarterback is a, plays outside linebacker, and he got a little revenge there. He, got, he had a nice tackle to kind of gum up that play. Um, he, he's lined up in the, on top of a receiver, but he wasn't covering anybody. He was going in for the run the whole way.
0: Well, I think you can bring those guys off the edge a little bit more with both of these two squads. Now, you run the risk because they will put the ball in the air a little bit, but both teams throw the ball less than ten times a game. You can roll the dice a little bit more. Out of the I-formation, they had it right up the middle, and there's a bit of a seam. Esperson squirts through there, bounces to the outside, cuts it at the 30, and he'll bring it toward midfield, and he'll be down at about the 40-yard line. Started on the near sideline, brought it back to the middle of the field, squirted through there, and that is the best run of the night here for the Skyhawks, their best offensive drive so far in one play here, and it's uh, coming in the final minute. I think of quarter number
3: 1. First, first down of the game. That might be a run like that where you're breaking three or four tackles. That might be the, the stir that starts the drink going for these guys.
0: They will spot the ball just short of the 40-yard line, so it'll be first and 10 from the 39. And now they'll put a running back off of either shoulder of the quarterback, McCormick, here, and they'll run the... Uh, option. The quarterback's going to keep it. He's going to bounce it out and gain maybe about one yard. He had the ball in the belly of Esperson. Good lines penetration there by Scott's Bluff. Pulled it out of his stomach, which was kind of a dangerous decision there, but he's able to bounce it to the outside and gain a whopping one yard. That was pretty dangerous for a one-yard gain.
3: We'll see if Scott's Bluff or Omaha Scott goes back to the shotgun. Uh, They've been having so many issues with the snap, uh, getting it under. So maybe the shotgun's going to give their quarterback a little bit easier time handling the ball. Well,
0: they're going to have to get that straight now because out of that eye formation is really traditionally where they've had the most success running the ball. They'll go out of the eye here and there's going to be a That's stoppage because we are out of time. Zeros on the scoreboard, including under the Skyhawks. They have not scored. Bearcats lead at seven to nothing. But Skyhawks are driving when we start the second quarter here from Memorial Stadium in the Class B State Championship game. We'll return right after this. And welcome back here to our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair, the state championship games. And again, one of these two teams is going to bring home a state championship trophy and uh, gives us the opportunity right now to remind you about our Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month, brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to plattenriverpreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy one girl winner will be announced each month and then listed on plattenriverpreps.com. Again, it's all brought to you by B&B Carpet. And our reigning athletes of the month are Gabby Mosier of Central City and Dane Henricks of Giltner. The Henricks boys have been pretty good athletes over the years, uh, which is amazing since I know their dad and I played basketball with him. And
3: we well, won't mention how long Wasn't scared.
0: Ago. No. The, the, well, the basketball had, had laces on it, if that's any <laughs> indication. Peach basket, too. That's, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's not true. That's not,
3: It'll be good to see if uh, how, how the depth of both teams uh, starts to take uh, take effect here. I know Scott has quite a bit of extra players on the sideline, as Scott's bluff does.
0: So it'll be second and nine here for Scott. First play of the second quarter. They're down 7 nothing. They'll hand it off to their stud running back, Esperson, and Esperson just really has nowhere to go. They were able to cut that outside bounce away from him. He tried to cut back the inside, and there was just a lot of white hats there. Gain maybe of one.
3: Scott's Bluff is uh, playing pretty sound football all the way across the board here or defensively as well, other than the one long run. So uh, let's see if Scott can get something uh, cooking here on third and long.
0: Yeah, Esperson had that nice run that got them the first down at the 39-yard line, but since then the Bearcat defense has shut things down. So it's third and long from near midfield. And they're going to fake the handoff roll out, Pressure coming from the backside. They lose the football, and Scott's Bluff has it.
3: Garrett Nelson, Husker recruit, sack,
0: force fumble, little Khalil Mack to him right there. And following on it is the guy who will take the snap here in a moment, Sebastian Harsh from his linebacker spot. Comes in, falls on the football, and again, good field position here for uh Scotts Bluff. We've exchanged turnovers. And the ball back in the hands of Scotts Bluff here early in the second quarter. They already lead it seven to nothing. And again, they scored after getting the ball at the six-yard line after blocking a punt, forcing the initial three and out by Scott. But since then, both teams' offense have sputtered just a little bit.
3: It's going to be a challenge here if the field
0: position continues for uh, Scott's defense to withhold this. Garrett Nelson will be the lead running back here for Busby. Busby follows his block all the way out to about the 26-yard line. Solid gain on the play of 12 just a quick little iso, follow the lead blocker through the hole, and Busby will give him a first and 10 from the 31.
3: Yeah, that's the first time they've shown a counter play, uh, a counter back to the, the same side of the fullback, so the running back took off the other way and then switched directions real quickly. This, that's one of the plays that uh, really won them their district title uh, game against McCook.
0: Kind of a kind of a counter iso. Though, yeah. as they kind of had a lot of stuff going on on that play. They'll follow the wingbacks to that right side. Busby will be forced back. At the line of scrimmage, he'll push forward for maybe a gain of one on the play. That one was sealed up pretty good by the guys wearing the dark jerseys. You
3: know, one of the things both these running backs have shown so far is they don't get driven back very easily. They're always falling forward. And uh, just a gain of one there, but uh, very easily could have been a gain of nothing.
0: Well, actually, you look at the sticks. I didn't think it was more than a gain of one, but they're going to give him a gain of two. In any event, it's still going to be second and fairly long here. Second and eight. Ball inside the 25 yard line, down to the 24. And again, Harsh will call it out. Busby, they'll fake the handoff to him. He'll look to throw it, and he's got a man wide open. Lock. Pass is caught. Touchdown to the tight end, Jeremiah Delsler, who was all by his lonesome.
3: They did both tight ends, crisscrossed each other. Uh, and uh, Delsler just snuck behind the defense. There wasn't anybody within 10 yards of him.
0: And he goes in for the touchdown. A five points bank touchdown brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. In Carney, a 24-yard touchdown pass reeled in by Jeremiah Delzer for the five-points bank touchdown. And they're looking like they're going to be kicking the extra point, but the holder doesn't have a tee.
3: Missing an up back there.
0: Oh, there is the tee on the field, but now they're finding the up back, and they're going to call a timeout. Well, if you're calling a timeout, that means you don't have that much confidence in your kicker's leg if you aren't willing to take a five-yard penalty on the extra point.
3: Yeah, I think uh, we even saw that in uh, one of the games last night. I think the Rams, they even called a timeout maybe on the, their last touchdown Was something going on with the extra point. Uh, so it, it's always one of those, it's okay to take a five-yard penalty when it's an untimed down, you're that close, and your kicker should be able to muscle one through no matter what.
0: Timeout being taken here by Scott's Bluff. This timeout brought to you by Ian Key physicians at Carney taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. First timeout of the night here for Scott's Bluff. First timeout taken by either team. And, again, we'll await the extra point. You know, in the, in the pro game, you're already back there far enough. I, I even get it when you got a good kicker like Zerline. But in the high school game, another five yards, I don't know, it's a state championship game. And, and the timeouts aren't worth any points per se. We'll see how this kick goes for him. He's been pretty consistent. Snap is a little bit high, and the kick is knuckleballed well, in there. That might have even been tipped. Five yards back would not have gotten that in there. So It's a good time out. Know, it's a good time, out, it's a good time That's out. what
3: I said the whole time.
0: Yeah, Scott's Bluff kicks the extra point. They knuckle it in there as it was partially blocked. They got a hand on it, and it squirts over the crossbar for a 14-0 lead here at Memorial Stadium. The Bearcats, 14, omaha Scott nothing. 10-12 to go in quarter number two. We're back after this.
12: What? Christmas already? That time is fast approaching. But first, we want to celebrate all we have to be thankful for. At Gary Michaels, that is you, our friends and our customers. We thank you with 20% off all suits, sport coats, and for the ladies, 20% off all clothing. We take care and we do care that you look and feel your best with quality clothing. Perfectly fitted from Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney.
2: Well, I'm
0: being reprimanded by my wife for making native comments about kickers. Something about giving birth to one. I'm not really sure. In any event, it is 14 to nothing. Scott's Bluff with the win over the Skyhawks, with the lead right now over the Skyhawks. Got a long way to go in this one. But. Uh, Scott's bluff uh, has been able to punch the Skyhawks in the mouth, and that's something that hasn't happened to them a whole lot.
3: No, Scott's uh, playing in a position here down two scores that they probably haven't been in uh, the entire year. A
0: little bit of a shorter kick that's going to be picked up at about the 12-yard line, right up the middle, a little bit of room to run, and they'll bring it across the 30-yard line where they'll be enveloped right there. Again, not even looking to find the... uh, uh, a wall or anything like that and just finding what he can is Kristen. so Kristen, with a nice little run there
3: these short kicks of uh, scott's bluff they're they're getting to about the 15 10 yard line maybe uh, but they're just coming across a little weird and it's it's tough for the returner to catch him he's caught all three or tried to catch all three above his
0: head well both these two teams have played in some cold weather through the course of the playoffs and even the last game of the regular season so I don't I'm surprised that if the this temperature is having any impact on how they handle the football rolling out the look to throw the ball here is going to be McCormick McCormick's going to just tuck it and go a little stiff arm at about the 36 yard line he's going to gain about three on the play that might have been a run pass option from the word go but he really couldn't find anybody open
3: he didn't really have time to uh, Scott's Bluff has been pursuing pretty quick and uh, running to your left and trying to throw as you're running to your left is a pretty tough task for anyone to do
0: Unless you're left-handed. Unless you're left-handed. Yeah, the righties have a lot of difficulty with that, absolutely. and Again, McCormick is right-handed, so yeah, you're right. Probably a good decision not to be rolling out that direction and try to throw it late over the middle. That's a recipe for disaster. Ball at the 36-yard line where it will be second down, and movement up front, and uh, the hands on the helmet for Scott's Bluff. That's going to cost the Bearcats five yards here. I did not see any movement here for Scott, so I'm sure this is on the Cats.
3: Coach Terman knows that they've been having problems with the center. Quarterback has changed, and Scott's Bluff is bringing guys right on the center's hip uh, about just about every play, so it was bound to, to happen that they were going to call a, a hard count one of these times.
0: But Joe Benson has to be happy. The Scott's Bluff head coach has to be happy with uh, how aggressive and just how confident his team is playing so far here tonight. Again, when you're undefeated... And you're you kinda always have a chip on your shoulder when you're that western team anyway, because you don't get the pub the guys get in Omaha. Handoff right up the middle here for Esperson. Esperson cuts back to the left side, has a nice little gain. Oh I don't know if he was ever down. He's over the top of the pile. He bounces up and he's gonna go into the end zone for a touchdown. He went over the top of the pile. The Scottspaw players who'd stopped. They're pointing at where they said he was down, but there was no whistle. He went over the top of the pile and he- Healed on a guy underneath him, and he was never down.
3: That was a tough one to look at. There was a Scott's Bluff uh, defender just standing there looking at him. Uh, He thought he was laying on the ground. All the Scott's Bluff kid had to do was lay down or or push him down. And, uh, you know, uh, to Epperson's credit, he just kept going, kept going, picked himself up, and kept running.
0: That is a 61-yard touchdown, and his elbow was down. We see the replay. He should have been knocked been pulled down. But as it is, the extra point is good. There's no replay in high school football, folks. So a touchdown run is 61 yards that should not have been.
3: Yeah, his, his forearm was clearly down. Uh, I guess the Scots book defender had reason to believe he was down because he was down. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Scots player never heard a whistle, so he kept going, and he kind of got away with one there.
0: So Esperson gets a little bit of a gift, a 7-point swing there on that call again a long run here by esperson that was a five points bank touchdown and that one is a gift from the officials no, and Scott, again he was down for just an instant i don't want to throw these officials under the bus because they're here because they're good officials
3: and these are some of the best officials uh, that uh, that i know in the state so uh, it's a good bunch uh, they just missed one and that happens now it's so, up to Scott's Bluff to, to answer.
0: Joey White with the kickoff. He's going to punch it inside the 10 yard line. Trying to bounce to the outside here is going to be Mendoza. Mendoza will come back to the inside and he'll have a nice return out to about the 35 yard line.
3: Well, Scott's Bluff has uh, gotten punched back now, a little body blow, and uh, we'll see what they can do to uh, get a sustained drive. They really haven't had one yet today. They've got a couple short fields on their first two scores.
0: They lead it 14-7. to Skyhawks needed something positive to happen, and they got it with the 61-yard run here for, by Esperson. And you're right, Scott's Bluff, if they can right the ship here, get into the end zone, they'll get that momentum right back, and they'll hand the ball off to their uh, running back, and he'll put his hand down on the turf to keep his balance, but he's only going to gain about two yards as they handed it off to the wingback Cruel, and Kruhl will take it inside or outside, actually, the 35 out to the 36.
3: Yeah, Scott uh, was flying to the ball pretty good there. It was a pretty good effort by uh, Busby to uh, pick up the yardage that he did. It could have been a loss of two or three, and he ended up getting two out of it.
0: So second and about eight here. Busby will behind be behind Harsh here. Harsh is going to keep it. it. has a lead blocker. will cut back to the inside spin, and he'll be awfully close to that first down marker, and, in fact, he's going to have enough.
3: As a, the, the same counterplay we saw earlier, only with the quarterback running it instead of the running back. and uh, Plenty of room to run there. Just one more shake in his bake, and he would have been kept, he would still have been running right now.
0: Yeah, again, they bring uh, Buzz, well, he spun, and he just couldn't quite get that extra foot down as he spun out there to stay upright. But he'll fall forward enough for the first down. They're just short of the 45-yard line. So right now, no backs in the backfield here with Harsh. Man coming across in motion, and they're going to hand it off to him. And that's going to be Busby. Busby with a little stiff arm is going to go from one end of the field to the other. And he does a lot of running to gain about two yards.
3: They're they're looking to put uh... – Chris Busby in different positions, but still giving the ball. That was just a, the basic uh, sweep play that they've run so far, but they just lined him up in a different spot to start that play.
0: Again, they just want to get him on the edge. And if he can cut back inside, which he wasn't able to quite cut back and uh, stay in bounds. But, you know, again, I thought it was only a gain of about two. Take a look at it. It's gained gain closer to four yards on the play, so we'll call it second and six. And, again, they'll bring a man in motion, fake the handoff. Harsh is going to keep it. He's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage and gain about one on the play before he's driven back.
3: Yeah, they were given the same look as they gave the play before, just uh, instead of handing off, quarterback was trying that counter again.
0: And one of the uh, offensive linemen here for Scott's Bluff has got to come off the field. Brandon Larson, their center, has to come off the field because he lost his helmet. Now, remember, they've already had problems with the center exchange once, For Scott's Bluff, about four times here for Scott. And it's going to be third and five from midfield.
3: It's a pretty big play in the game for both teams, I think, to to get to the half. uh, Either a good defensive stop or, you know, continuing of a
0: drive here for Scott's Bluff. And you're getting it done here with a backup quarterback. Put a man in motion. That's cruel. Cool. Hand off to Busby. He'll cut back to the outside, and the penetration is going to get him. Alex Van Dyke with a great blitz there. They're actually going to lose a couple yards and set up a punting situation.
3: Yep, middle linebacker saw the guard pulling, and he just shot the gap and made the play. And if not, uh, Scott's bluff would have had another situation where they had more blockers than, the, than Scott had defenders. So uh, it was a pretty good timing to for uh, number five there to shoot the gap.
0: So Gordon will be back in punt formation awaiting the punt here from Cameron Geary, and he'll come up to, he's about the uh, 28-yard line, low snap, Geary gets it away, line drive kick, It's going to hit it at about the 40. On the second bounce, they're going to pick it up, and just dancing around with it here is going to be Gordon. Gordon saves the roll, and will get the ball out to about the 35-yard line. Saving the roll was as good as anything on that play.
3: Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of return off that. Uh, it looked Like that pump might have been tipped a little bit at the line. There was a lot of rotation on that ball coming out. Uh, But then it looked like Scott's Bluff got away with a face mask at the end of that run, too. So, um, you know, still some things that are breaking Scott's Bluff's way here tonight. Um, But this is a big drive for Omaha Scott. See if they can reassert uh, a little sustained drive rather than getting uh, lucky like they did the last time.
0: Well, they got the benefit of a call that allowed them to get a 61-yard run here for Esperson. By far the biggest play of the game for either team. Esperson has it, goes right up the middle. He's going to bowl across the 40-yard line out to about the 41. That's a gain of six.
3: Yeah, the middle linebackers from Scotts Bluff are going to be kicking themselves because neither one were blocked, and Esperson just snuck right in between both of them. Uh, So a good pickup on first down. uh, But then uh, if you're looking at Scotts Bluff, they could have had that for zero, zero yardage.
0: So Esperson now with eight carries for 118 yards. Again, he had that 61-yard rush. But even without that, he'd be over 50 yards, even if they would have properly marked that. So he's starting to wear down Scott's bluff a little bit here. Second and about five. He gets the handoff, has a good hole to run through. He'll push across the 45 out to about the 48-yard line, and that's a gain of eight on second and five. So, again, two plays, 13 yards. You were talking a little bit about uh, the conditioning and the depth. Maybe uh, the greater depth here for Scott is starting to have an impact because they seem to be wearing out the Bearcats just a touch.
3: Scott's bluff has played with a lot of emotion, a lot of, a lot of fire so far to this game, and uh, Scott's kind of been steady Eddie so far, and they've got a really good size offensive line that's starting to push back a little bit.
0: Two tight ends, eye formation. Handoff to the fullback right up the middle, and Legal will bounce over the top of the pile. will be down at about the 50-yard line. They're marking him at the 50. That'll be a gain of two.
3: Yep, nice little trap play there. Just get a little positive yardage on first down and, and maybe give uh, Epperson a little bit of a break there. Um, I've noticed that Scott's Bluff, is, uh, they, they have been blitzing a lot throughout the game. I don't think they've blitzed once on this drive so far.
0: Well, it's like a handoff to McEvick back in the days. You know you're going to have some, uh, some success with it, but it also keeps the other team... Honest and not being able to just isolate on your eye back. They'll step in under center. Again, eye formation. Legal will be the fullback. Esperson is in the eye. Hand off to Esperson. Legal with the lead block. He cuts back. He's open in space. He's at the 40. And he breaks free. He's at the 20. He's at the 10. And he's going to go for the touchdown.
3: Scott's Bluff did bring the blitz that time. And he snuck right through it. And once you get by a blitz, uh,
0: there's just open room to run there. So a 50-yard touchdown run right up the middle. So he's got a touchdown run of 61 yards. That was a little suspect, but that 50-yarder was just a thing of beauty. Had a good hole to run through, was met after he was upfield, was able to slip off of that, cut back to the inside, and go the rest of the way untouched. And an opportunity here for the Skyhawks to tie it up. If the extra point is good, it is up high. It looks good, and Joy White has just tied the football game 14-14. to the last 14 points coming here from Omaha Scott. They have tied it up with 5:36 to go here in the second quarter thanks to a five points bank touchdown by Asperson. We'll be back with the kickoff right
9: after this. There's just one place where students are students first and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
0: The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney
13: and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. To make an appointment. Today with, with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Carney, and see why experience matters to us, specializing in you.
0: Well, line drive kickoff for Delios. Delios right up the middle in that short kickoff. He'll take the ball out to about the 39-yard line. And that's where Wisconsin Bluff will have it here. First and 10. After two straight touchdowns here for the Skyhawks. Another good run by Esperson. That one from 50 yards out and we'll see if Scott's bluff can answer back. They're going to throw it. and It's going to be tipped and intercepted a little bit of a high pass and jumping on the football is Tyson Gordon. So now momentum, certainly wearing a dark green Jersey.
3: Yeah, it's going to take uh, Scott's bluff he really needs to have a good defensive uh, couples plays here to kind of right the ship. Uh, Cause right now they're kind of reeling a little bit. Uh, they're going to need somebody to step up and make a play. And uh, if you're on Scott, you know, you've got momentum. It's uh, We'll see if Coach Terman dials up something or if we just continue with the same old uh, healthy dose of uh, Mr. Number Four, Jared Epperson.
0: Well, they're trying a quick hit out to that tight end, overthrew it. It was tipped, but right into the hands of Gordon. And from the 49 yard line, McCormick's going to throw it, and he's going to throw it deep into single coverage. It's a great pass. It's caught, and it's a 51 yard touchdown.
3: When you got momentum, go for the big hitter, and that's exactly what they did on the first play. What
0: a beautiful pitch and catch. And the touchdown being reeled in here by Tyson Gordon. So Gordon, who got the interception a moment ago, finishing it off with a brilliant throw by McCormick. That coverage wasn't bad. It was just dropped right in the breadbasket, right in the bread box.
3: Now Scott's Bluff has really got to answer on their next office, offensive
0: possession. Uh, that was just a great pass there. White with the extra point. And that one is no good. It's wide to the left. So a five points bank touchdown from 51 yards out. McCormick with a beautiful pass to Tyson Gordon, and it's now 20 to 14, first lead of the ball game for Scott. We're back to Memorial Stadium right after this. Reeves Schneider
8: and Kuhl back deep
0: here for Scott's Bluff. White will kick it off, and it's going to be right through the middle, picked up at about the 5-yard line here for Scott's Bluff. And they're just going to bring it right up the middle. They're going to be met at about the 22-yard line. So not much, not much room there for Reifschneider Schneider to come up. And it'll be 1st and 10 from the 22. And uh, Scott Moring, you said just a little bit ago during our break that uh, the Daubers are down here a little bit for Scott's Bluff.
3: Yeah, Scott's Bluff uh, definitely does not have the energy that they had to st- Start the game off. Uh, you know, a couple heads are hanging low. Uh, it's kind of key here to see how they finish this half off. Uh, if they're going to get try and to uh, make it all back on one play, they tried that the last possession. It didn't work out well. So I expect a, a heavy dose of run plays here.
0: Well, they've given up 20 straight points here to the Skyhawks, who now lead it 20 to 14. Handoff for Busby. He's got a lead blocker. He cuts back to the inside. He's going to be awfully close to a first down marker. He squirted through there. Kind of looked like he was going to. At- be able to maybe go a long ways, but that backside speed for Scott kept that from being a much bigger play than a gain of 11.
3: Yeah, it kind of looked like one of uh, you know, Epperson's runs for Omaha Scott, where he slides through and, and runs to daylight, and uh, Busby for Scott's bluff almost did the same thing there.
0: So out to the 32 yard line, the ball officially was at the 21, so we'll call this one a gain of 11, and it will stop the clock as they move the chains here with 4.50 to go, and again, two wing backs on the right side, running back on the left, And off the Busby, he'll go to that right side. He'll power through there, and he'll be down at about the 39-yard line.
3: Exact same play. It worked first time. They're going to come back, get more positive yards with it. That's uh, two plays, same play, back-to-back, and they've got about 19, 20 yards out of it.
0: That time he didn't really kind of have that cutback lane. He kept going forward where the power was, and that was probably the right decision on that one. But he's got a good sense of what to do with the football, when to cut and when to put his head down and they'll split out the wingbacks a little bit on that right side. Quarterback's going to keep it, go to the left. Harsh will put his head down, and he'll be down at about the 44-yard uh, line. That'll be enough for a first down. And then after the play, we've got a couple of flags being thrown on that left side over there.
3: Looks like the wide receiver and the defensive back had a little kerfuffle, so we'll see who it's uh, going to get called on.
0: Well, well it's either going to be on Delzer or on Gordon. Those were the two young men involved. And a couple of officials saw whatever it was.
6: After the play, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, offense.
0: Well, there's your answer.
3: Definitely not the the thing that needed to happen for Scott's Bluff here as they're trying to get to the half, only down six, or maybe even get close enough where they can try and tie this thing up. Now they've got uh, some real work to do here to
0: uh, change the field position. Well, they got the first down, and I've never really understood this rule. It's the high school rule. It's college rule. It's the pro rule. It doesn't make sense to me. You, you, you get a first down, they back you up 15 yards, and, it's still and first now it's first down. and 10. 10.
3: Yeah.
0: I've always felt that if you're going to make the penalty, I mean, what difference does it make if it happens after first, after you got a first down or if after a second down? In any event, they're going to hand the ball off on that left side, trying to bring it back around, and not much room to run there at all. Running, running cool carrying has, the ball.
3: Yep, Running wide has not uh, been uh, something that's been very successful for Scott's Bluff tonight. Uh, they've been having a good success uh, right off tackle with the counters and power plays. Uh, I'm running wide, uh, the outside linebackers and corners have just been kind of sitting there waiting.
0: So loss of two, second and 12. And again, a little bit of momentum for Scott's Bluff coming up here, or for Scott's. Uh, Cut coming up here because of that penalty. And, again, they're going to go to that right side, hand off to number six. Busby trying to get to the outside, and you're right. Just can't quite get there. Too much team speed. Leading the tackle, among others, there is going to be Gunner Ott who gets on there. And also coming through is T.J. Skradsky from his tackle position.
3: That comes up a big third and long here. I think Harsh has only completed one on the night, even though it was for a touchdown. He's thrown an interception. He's been high the other time he's thrown the ball. So we'll see if uh, Scottsbluff runs it to try and run some clock off or if they're going to go and uh, try and throw the ball.
0: So it's going to be third and 10 here from the 29. They're going to go out of that pistol formation. Harsh is just going to keep it himself, and then he's got nowhere to go. Tries to get to that edge, and Max Brinker says, no, you are not going to get there, my friend
3: yeah scott's bluff uh, or omaha scott calls a timeout Uh, they're 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 wanting a chance with the ball back here
0: so they'll call the timeout with 224 to go here second quarter they've scored 20 straight points they lead it 20 to 14 and it'll be fourth and 10 for scott's bluff a punting situation when we return right after this timeout brought to you by ent positions of carney
2: winter is coming does your heater have enough heat in it
0: Well, as always, our timeout's brought to you by e Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Randy Bushcutter, Scott Mulring, and our engineer, Chris Langen back in the studios, thanks for joining us for our seventh state championship game. Six of them played here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Of course, the six-man championship won by Wilcox Hildreth last Friday night over at Cope Coliseum. Fourth down here for uh, Scott's Bluff. Punting situation here on 4th and 10 from your own 29-yard line. Only one by, one guy back deep here for Scott. And we'll see if Tyson Gordon can uh, catch this ball in the air. It's going to be a short, wobbly kick. It's not going to make it to midfield. It goes out of bounds. It's well out of bounds at the 50, and they're going to mark this off and see where they will have the ball. They'll have the ball at the 46-yard line. So already in Scott's left territory is going to be Scott who has gotten themselves to be red hot offensively here. They've scored 20 straight points.
3: Yeah, Scott's bluff uh, does not have a great punter, but that one uh, is only about a 15-yarder, so Scott's in business, ready to go. They've got plenty of time on the clock, two timeouts. Uh, we'll see if they they might just uh, attack with the ground game here to
0: start with. Well, they got time because again, they got two timeouts left. Clock will stop anytime they get a first down. They'll go I formation, hand off to S Esperson, Esperson, tries to get to the outside, and, boy, that's pretty good work by the Scotts Bluff defense as they're able to kind of create a pile there. want to see who comes up at the bottom of the pile, and it's going to be Sebastian Harsh. He's the first one that comes up, made the pile, and still got a good chunk of the tackle of uh, the other uh, number four on the field, Jared Esperson. Scotts Bluff has been
3: blitzing or stunting their linemen. They've uh, done a pretty good job other than one run against uh, Scott Uh Uh, When they don't, uh, Scott's been able to chunk them pretty good.
0: Well, second and nine, this might be four down territory. I don't think we'll see a punt here by Coach Terman even on fourth down snap out for mccormick he's got time to throw and he's got a man wide open that's going to be esperson out of the backfield makes a man miss in the open field and he's going to go in for a touchdown
3: that's a great looking play there they had that the whole way they had one single receiver on that side man coverage uh they had uh, a linebacker trying to cover the running back and that just wasn't going to happen in this case epperson's
0: too fast well there was a pair of shorts flying in the air there because the uh, defensive back got faked out of his 44 yards for a 5 points bank touchdown by Esperson, this time making the catch from McCormick. And they will kind of go with that Oklahoma swinging gate look. They set up in a more traditional look here. Joy White will try to add the extra point. His kick is up. It is good. So he tacks on the extra point, and 27 straight points here for the Skyhawks. They lead at 27-14 with a minute 39 to go here in the second quarter. In the Class B state championship game from Memorial Stadium, we're back after this.
13: Tri-City Storm Hockey returns for its 19th season. The future of professional hockey is right here in the heartland. The United States Hockey League set a record with 57 players drafted at this year's NHL draft. Catch all the Storm's home games at the Viero Center in Kearney. For tickets and other information, visit stormhockey.com. Listen to the Doug and Daddy Show for everything you need to know about Storm hockey with the Storm report on 1460 and 1550. Tri-City Storm hockey, be the Storm.
0: Well, White, after hitting his third extra point of the night, will kick things off here. and Reef Schneider, the guy in the middle here, will pick it up at about the 10-yard line. He'll come right up the middle. Has a little bit of a seam. Now it closes. He'll cut back to the inside at about the 27-yard line. And lead the tackle here for Scott on special teams is going to be Kevin Quinn.
3: Well, here we go again. Uh, wonder what's what approach Scott's Bluff's going to take. They've got, uh, you know, uh, 67 yards to go. Are they going to try and go, or 73 yards to go? Are they going to go try and score? they just kind to try and get to
0: the half? Well, I think you just run your regular run game here. If you bust a big one, good. But this is not a team that is real adept at throwing the ball deep. And last thing you want to do is dig a, a deeper hole here. They're going to run the counter. Cruel will come off to that left side. Kind of a jet sweep counter, if you will. It's going to be a gain of about five. They keep trying to get that edge turned, and the team speed for uh, scott has uh, done it and their defensive ends have done a good job not allowing them to get the outside corner turned. that's a solid gain of five on the play
3: scott's bluff's taking their time here
0: yeah i think they just kind of want to put some salve on it and see if they can get to the halftime only down 27 14 they'll hand the ball off to their stud running back who busts out into the open with the football here is going to be busby and busby We'll bring it across midfield and get it down to about the 43-yard line. Nice little cut there. Didn't look like there was a whole lot. Got a couple of guys to lose their angle on him, and he's able to come up with a nice gain on the play of 21 yards.
3: Almost looked like Scott was ready to go to the half as well, and their defense kind of took that play off.
0: Well, they got two timeouts left, and they're looking to throw the football now. Harsh is going to roll out. He's going to throw off his back foot, and it's going to be intercepted. That's an errant pass. It's picked up by Christensen.
3: I'll call it incomplete.
0: They're going to call it incomplete. He had it and started running with it and forgot to bring the ball with him. I mean, he had it. That was that hit him right between the two and the two.
3: He must have been bobbling that the whole way. We can't see. He had his back to us, but uh, uh, the, the uh, Scottsbluff wide receiver kind of jumped in there a little bit and bobbled it away for it right at the end.
0: Well. Again, we didn't see the football because of our angle, but he was making a football move from our perspective, but we couldn't see how much that football was moving. In any event, they dodge a bullet here. They're just going to hand the ball off to Busby. Busby, not much room to run there at all, tries to cut back in. But, boy, there's just a lot of jerseys of a dark color in that backfield. Uh, back there with him is uh, Ryan Gulterman, and uh, I think it was also uh, Connor was back there defensively here for Scott and there's going to be a loss on the play. It's going to be 3rd and 11, and Scott's Bluff calls the timeout.
3: Yeah, it's really interesting here to see if they've got a play in their back pocket, just kind of like Omaha Scott did on that last possession. You know that Coach Terman had scouted uh, the Scott's, or Scott's Bluff defense, and that little swing pass to Epperson, they've been waiting to waiting for the right time to call it. We'll see if Scott's Bluff has something similar in their back pocket. Um, you know that uh, Reif Schneider, number 32, uh, you know is a good wide receiver for Scott's Bluff, uh, but their passing game has not been uh, real effective uh, today, tonight.
0: Well, to me, it's an interesting timeout on 3rd and 11. If it's 3rd and 4, absolutely call timeout because you think you're going to get it. 3rd and 11 near midfield, that's, I think you're rolling some dice. Our timeout is brought to you by e and Positions of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. We were curious how aggressive they're going to be. I think that timeout is my indication that Scott Bluff is going to be pretty aggressive here. And they'll shift a couple of guys. The wing backs will go over on the left side. They'll hand off to Busby. Busby trying to get the edge. He's trying to get to that corner, and he's going to get back the line of scrimmage. And that's going to be about it. He stays in bounds. And now a timeout being taken here by Scott, I assume they blew the whistle. Timeout. it's timeout Scott's bluff. They call a timeout with 30 seconds to go at the 46 yard line. Facing a fourth and ten, this is a uh, this is a little the
3: peculiar to me. Their their punt game is not strong, and if they don't have a good play that gets them the first down, they're giving Omaha Scott outstanding field position with enough time to go score again.
0: And and again, Scott has not had to use a timeout. They've had they will have two timeouts left. Again, our timeouts brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. We'll keep it right here. And I guess that's just a, maybe an indication. I don't want to say desperate, but understanding that all the momentum is going Scott's way, to me, that would make me want to be a little bit more conservative here, but that is certainly not the effect that it's having on uh, Scott's bluff head coach Joe Benson. It's making him pretty aggressive.
3: They've got their punt team out there. I wonder if they were talking about protection possibly. Uh, uh, Still a kind of peculiar timeout, to say the least.
0: Yeah, they will punt the football. And they'll put this one in the middle of the field. They will let it hit the turf, and Scott's bluff will let it get inside the 10-yard line. And they'll wait as long as humanly possible to touch it. Again, that timeout, I I don't get it. Because if nothing else, I would think Scott would want to work, call a timeout. And you would have worked 25 seconds off if they didn't.
3: Now we're going to, we'll see what uh, Omaha's got. You've got the lead. You're up 13. You have to go 92 yards for a score here, or at least 60-some yards to even give yourself a shot at a field goal in 17 seconds. I'm kind of guessing they're just going to sit on
0: this. Well, I I think you just run a standard play to number four. And if he busts it and has a big gain on the play, but they look like they're going to take the uh, victory formation, just kneel on it and go into the locker room. That's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, Scott's Bluff's set a timeout. So
3: who knows? They might have called <laughs> as many as they had there to shoot them all, right?
0: Well, yeah, they're no, they're not worth any points when you take them back in the locker room with you. Both teams are heading to their respective locker rooms, and 27 point straight points here for Omaha. Scott, they lead it over the Bearcats of Scotts Bluff. 27 to 14. We'll return with our halftime report, brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation. Here from the Class B state championship game.
8: 308 236 9951. Thanks, girl. 24 hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308 236 9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair.
4: Currently, I have children as young as a year old that are working on some feeding and swallowing, problem solving, and those basic speech and language areas of articulation and phonology. Those are what most people think of when they think of speech therapy. These children are gonna go out into the community and they're gonna be able to make a difference and they're gonna be able to be independent. When I came to Mary Lanney, there was no pediatric speech therapy program. Our space was very limited and we've more than outgrown that space. The first time a child does something that they've not ever done before, it's so rewarding. All that time and effort, it makes it worthwhile. And it just makes you want to continue to do what you do every single day. My name is Brooke West, speech language pathologist at Mary Landing Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare,
5: your care, our inspiration.
9: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
0: The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Well, the scoring began early here for Scott's Bluff. They got the ball at the six-yard line after forcing a three-and-out, blocking a punt. They had a 7-0 lead. They eventually were able to push it out to 14 to nothing. After an exchange of turnovers gave them a relatively short field, they hit the big play. But then after that, it's been all Omaha Scott. And they have scored 27 straight points, and they lead it here 27 to 14. Randy Bushcutter, Scott Molring, and uh, coach it just uh, it just has turned here on Scott's bluff, and a lot of indications are heading the way of of Scott winning their their fourth state championship
3: yeah it really looks like uh, scott is taking command in the offensive line uh, i think that's where the game's being won right now you, you can say that about any football game the offensive line is going to win the game but um, early on it was just omaha scott probably their, their quarterback and center exchange snaps were, were costing them uh, and then a couple of turnovers uh, but once they once omaha scott settled down it's really been kind of a one-sided game uh, uh, scott's blow does not have does not generate generated a whole lot of offense, um, but uh, the ground game with uh, number four, Mr. Epperson, uh, for Omaha Sked is just starting to, to wear out that Scotts Bluff uh, uh, defensive front.
0: Well, let's uh, give you a quick little scoring summary here, or scoring wrap-up, if you will. Uh, we'll begin for Scotts Bluff with 8.43 to go in quarter number one. They uh, got the uh, touchdown run by Busby from two yards out. The extra point was good. It was 7 to nothing at that point. Jeremiah Delzer got a 24 yard touchdown pass from Sebastian Hart with 10 12 to go in the second quarter. And just like that, it was 14 to nothing as they had a uh, three play, 38 yard drive after getting the short field after the turnover. But then four straight scores here by Omaha Scott. The first one came on their very ensuing drive, the very next drive. Jared Esperson goes in from 61 yard it's out. Replay showed that his elbow was down, his knee wasn't, and the officials did not see the down knee, uh, elbow rather, and he rushes 61 yards for the touchdown, and that made it then at that point uh, to uh, 14-7 because the extra point was good. Esperson there, then after that, got the ball back near midfield, this kind of 50-yard rush, and the extra point good, makes it 14-all, and then after Tyson Gore, Jordan got an interception that he's able to pull down at the 49-yard line. He finishes the last 51 yards, picking up the pass from Ryan McCormick. Extra point was no good, uh, but Omaha Scott had their first lead of the ballgame at 20-14. to And then Jared Esperson was able to reel in a 44-yard touchdown pass from McCormick. The white kick was good with a minute 39 to go here before halftime, and that is our halftime score, Omaha Scott 27 Scott. And- Scott's 14. Our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We'll step away for a moment. We'll take a look at some halftime stats when we return right after this.
9: Pioneer with you from the word go.
2: See Impact Seed.
0: And welcome back here to Tom Osborne Field at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. The Class B state championship game. Omaha Scott right now leading Scotts Bluff 27 to 14. Let's take a look at some of the statistics. And total yards, well, advantage Omaha Scott. 269 yards to 117 in the air. Scott has 95. Scotts bluff with 24 and the rushing game. Wow. Scott has really put it together. They have a 174 yards rushing, 93 here for Scott's Bluff. Neither team really penalized a whole lot. Only two penalties for Scott's Bluff for 10 yards, one 15-yarder did go against Omaha Scott. Six first downs for both teams, which is interesting considering 269 yards for Omaha Scott, but Scott only with six first downs, six for Scott's Bluff as well. Uh, neither team has gone for it on fourth down. Scott's Bluff one of six On third down conversions, Scott's Bluff is 0 for 4, and again, neither team has gone for it on fourth down. However, some uh, big plays here for both squads. Omaha Scott has not been in the red zone yet tonight, and only one trip in the red zone. That was when they took their first snap of the game here for Scott's Bluff, and they were able to have that six-yard drive. Uh, Both teams have turned the ball over two times here tonight. Uh, Five fumbles for Omaha Scott. Two of them they've lost, but again, they had problems early on in the game with the center quarterback exchange and have not had any problems with that since, and that's one reason why their offense has finally been able to kind of get things going here, and they lead it by a score of 27-14. to 14. Individual numbers, throwing the football here for Scott's Bluff, Sebastian Arch is one out of five for 24 yards and a touchdown, uh, and uh, running the football, uh, Busby's had a nice uh, game here tonight as Chris Busby's carried the ball 15 times for 66 yards, does have one touchdown and a rush of 21 yards. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Harsh has carried the ball six times for 20 yards, and Jacob has four carries for seven yards. That wing-back counter has not been working, or that jet sweep has not been very successful at all. Only one ball, ball caught. That was by Jeremiah Delzer for 24 yards and the touchdown. For Omaha Scott, Uh, Throwing the football, Ryan McCormick is two out of three for 95 yards, has two touchdowns throwing the football. Jared Esperson has a 61 and a 50-yard touchdown run. That would be 150 of his 177 yards. He's carried the ball 11 times for 177 yards. Does have, as we said, the two touchdowns. Tommy Legal with three carries for 11 yards. And uh, Ryan McCormick has seven carries for a negative 12 yards. Again, when he gets sacked, that goes against his rushing yards. Uh, Tyson Gordon has one catch for 51 yards and a touchdown. Esperson has the other catch for 44 yards and a touchdown here in the ballgame. Once again, is Omaha Scott with a 27-14 to 14 lead over scotts bluff and again I, it's, it's interesting to me that scott's been able to hit the big plays but that they have not had a third down conversion yet tonight
3: yeah that's really surprising uh, on the third downs they've uh, scotts bluff has had good pursuit uh, or omaha scott has just been uh, out of position to get a first down um what's really surprising that i mean this is a one-man show right, right now epperson 177 yards rushing 44 receiving he's got three touchdowns um you know you, you know that Scott's bluff knew that uh, Epperson was was good coming in, uh, yet they just have not found a way to consistently slow him down. Uh, the, he gets two yards, he gets eight yards, he gets two yards, he gets eight yards. Next thing you know, he gets 60 yards and a touchdown. And that's that's been the big key is that uh, Omaha Scott has not gone away from what's worked for them all year long, and and they're just going to keep working this uh, with uh, Epperson the rest of the the rest of the game.
0: Well, you had those back-to-back drives where Epperson, ran the ball for 61 yards and then the next time they got their hands on and that touchdown next time they got their hands on the ball he runs for 50 yards and touchdown so again there's 111 of your 177 yards on those two plays and they they weren't quite back to back but pretty close to it
3: yeah and they and I think the big thing for Scott moving forward is you know you've got the lead um you know you, you've only thrown the ball twice uh, they both I think were plays that Omaha Scott to had planned ahead to on, that that's going to be something that's successful. You know, you throw a fade ball, and, and if it's if it's complete, you're in great shape. If not, nothing lost there, but they ended up scoring. And then the second pass that they had, they they, they knew the whole way that they're going to get that matchup. So, Omaha Scott's been pretty uh, pretty reserved when it comes to the passing game. Um, so, I, you know, just they're going to continue to just run, 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 and run. And Everson's, uh, they're going to hope Everson breaks a couple more, and they put a more another score or two on the board. But Right now, they're in total control of this game uh, from about the, the, the eight-minute mark of the second quarter on in.
0: And it's important to point out right now that, yes, Scott's Bluff is down 27-14, to 14, but they will get the ball first to start the second half here. And if, and again, if is a pretty long two-letter word, uh, if they're able to get points on the board, if they're able to get a touchdown, I mean, they're right. They're not out of the game by any stretch of the imagination. And if they are able to put together a drive, and their offense has shown some pretty good signs of life here for the most part. Uh, if they're able to put together a drive and, and punch in the end zone, you know, you're right back in the football game.
3: Absolutely. And I think they got to be careful with what they uh, try and answer Scott's punches with. Uh, you know, it was a one-score game, uh, or it was a tie game, and Scott's Bluff tried to go to the air, and it got intercepted, and Scott scored the next play. And then Scott's Bluff, they, they just keep continuing. Uh, they they kind of shot themselves in the foot there with about four or five minutes left in the second quarter. But you're right. If they come out and score, uh, you know, Scott's Bluff has shown all year that they are a second-half team, especially in the playoffs. Um, they outscored McCook in the second half by by uh, 11 or so, and that's how they won that the, their district championship game in the last game of the regular season. They get down 24 points at halftime to Omaha, Ron Colley, in the second round of the playoffs, and they end up winning by 22. Uh, you know, they're down 9 to York with 10 minutes left to go in the game, and they win by 12. So, I mean, Scott's Bluff has shown that they're resilient kids. They're a pretty experienced bunch. They're going to continue to play through here. But yet they can't get down another score. They can't do something silly to start the third quarter off.
0: Well, again, to illustrate your point, you you can't think that this team doesn't have the offense to get it done because in the playoffs they scored 69 against Ralston. They scored 60 against Omaha Roncalli. So a couple of Omaha-area schools know that uh, Scott's Bluff's got a pretty darn good offense. And uh, so... Again, just play your game. Don't have to panic. And I, that's why I kind of thought that the timeouts and things like that were a little odd by Scott's bluff at the end of the first half. It seemed that they were grasping at straws just a little bit, but no harm, no foul, because uh, the victory formation by uh, Scott, they downed the football uh, at the uh, eight-yard line. And, you know, now we're here at the locker room. Uh, teams were in the locker room with the Skyhawks leading at 27-14. to 14. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report will remind you that Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure in Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. We'll return to Memorial Stadium with our halftime score. Omaha's got 27, Scott's left 14, the Class B State Championship game. We'll be back right after this.
8: If your last new car dealing resembled a full contact martial art and not near as much fun, yeah! Freezin' Ford in Aurora says come find out what low pressure customer based auto dealing is all about. The same is true for service and parts. In this day and age where nobody knows your name, Freezin' Ford in Aurora are greeting more and more folks by their name. It's called friendly Freezin'. Freezin' Ford, Aurora.
0: And welcome back here to Tom Osborne Field, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Omaha Scott with a 27-14 lead over Scotts Bluff here in the Class B State Championship game. Winner of this game will join an exclusive group of teams that have won state titles here in 2018. It began last Friday night over in Kearney, Wilcox-Hildreth with a 52-40 win over Hay Springs in six-man football, so Congratulations to the Falcons picking up the win there. Last night, the primetime game had Omaha Burke coming from behind against Grand Island, a final of 24 to 20. And again, kind of the old Bearcat in me and, you know, living in Kearney for as long as I am, Grand Island's a rival. But by gosh, it'd been nice to bring back a state championship to Central Nebraska. So we, uh, I think a lot of us were rooting for Grand Island uh, last night, but instead the state title will head out out to the Omaha area 24 to 20 to no one's surprise aurora with a 49 to 7 win over ord again the score might surprise some folks but not surprised that aurora won, aurora won the state championship today i saw them earlier this year and i thought that was the best class c1 team i have ever and i do mean ever seen here in nebraska 49-7 was the win for the Huskies over the Chanticleers 49-7. Well, probably the game of the day was this morning here at Memorial Stadium uh, or the game of the tournament or the uh, for, uh, of the championships. Centennial needed overtime to get past Norfolk Catholic 29-28 to in overtime. In Class D1 they had a pretty good doozy yesterday. Creighton with a 32-30 win over Burwell and the D2 championship goes to Johnson Brock 56-26 over Mullen. In 83 80- time you can beat the Broncos at Memorial Stadium, you got something done, and they hand you a really big trophy for that. Mullen has been uh, traditionally a, a pretty good power in uh, eight-man football, but Johnson Brock comes away with the state title fifty-six 56-26. Going back to Aurora, uh, I really thought that uh, Shireman is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Record-setting career Throws more touchdown passes than anybody else in C one slash uh, Class B again. Don't really know exactly how to classify that for his uh, record setting performance, but that kid can spin the football pretty darn well. Oh, oh yeah, he's good enough to be a Division one basketball player for uh, South Dakota as well. They uh, they
3: they everyone knew them coming down this year was going to be a, a pretty good th- thing for them as a football team. Um, uh, it's surprising that uh, somebody else didn't uh, you know. A, or Wahoo gave them a battle in the semifinals, but that's the second time Wahoo had seen them during the year. It was 10-7 to 7 at half. Wahoo had the lead. Uh, Aurora just opened it up in the second half. But, uh, you know, they, they're they're good enough, Aurora, if uh, d- depending on their depth. You know, put them in the Class B playoff field. Uh, they could very well have been one of the two teams that are we, we would have yeah. been watching here tonight. You know, the, the depth of Class B is obviously a little bit tougher at the top. So to do it week after week after week, um, we'll see, you know, we, we just – can't answer that question but we know that Aurora has been successful against the McCooks the Yorks the Sewards uh, you know uh, they've played Scott here in the state Finals before so they have the experience in the coaching that they would have put themselves in a good position to be you know probably in the in the final four in Class B possibly even here tonight you know because they're in c1 you know you got to go back to uh, the Battle Creek teams that ended Scott that's Frost's career in like the, the early 90s, uh, which is one of the better teams, or, or maybe one of the Norfolk Catholic teams of the late 90s. But, uh, you know, absolutely, Aurora deserves a, a pedestal for what they've accomplished. You know, the state puts, puts teams in front of them. Aurora beat them all.
0: Well, and, and one thing I'd say about putting them in Class B, I think Northwest was – a pretty darn good football team. They gave a lot of really quality football teams fits through the course of the year. And uh, that was the one time where they stepped out of Class C1. They played a Class B team in Northwest, and they won that one 42-27. So they still won that by a couple of touchdowns against really a top-five caliber team. I think that, again, would be a pretty good indication of just how solid Aurora is as a football team. I really think they – I'm with you. I think they could very well be playing for a state title tonight if they were playing in Class B. But, again, they were C1. That's the school size that's legitimate. I mean, nobody's trying to get away with something and wanting to go down. I really think Aurora, if they had their druthers, would still be in Class B because that's traditionally where they felt most comfortable anyway. And they were a good enough team to really compete. But uh, you are a C1 team, and honestly, I can't think of a C1 team that I've been more impressed with. Then the Aurora Huskies.
3: Yeah, you know, the game has really changed from the early 90s and, and the 80s and whatnot, where you had those big powerhouse teams where Todd Euler from Battle Creek's going to rush for 2,800 yards. And- and has 400 carries a year, and they just didn't demolish everybody because they're bigger and batter and faster and stronger than everybody. But you put that team against someone like an Aurora uh, this year, what would spread them out and make a Battle Creek do things that they're not comfortable doing? Who knows? That's the great debate that, uh, you know, the Aurora is definitely going to go down as one of the best teams, if not the best. Um, it's just tough to compare, you know. It's like comparing your your Julius Irving to LeBron James or something like that. While they're both fantastic, you just can't tell.
0: Yeah. Fair point, but I will say this. you got 30 seconds to go before the end of the football game and you need a score.
3: i put Baylor Sharman back there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, the difference, where they can kind of get that extra score at the end of one of the two halves. Well, we're just about ready to get this one underway. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. As the Skyhawks will be kicking off here to Scott's Bluff. As soon as the guy in the red coat steps off the field for the media timeout here.
3: That kind of surprised me today. I think Centennial getting the win today is one of the. It might be a pretty good upset there, even though they were the state runner-up last year. Same situation. Norfolk Catholic was a C1 champ last year, moving down. You think they're going to kind of steamroll through the C2 competition? And and they met a they met a pretty good op- uh, opponent today, obviously in Centennial getting that win in overtime.
0: Well, again, the uh, Schneider is one of. Three guys back deep, and they're going to move him out to the outside. And the ball's been mostly going to the middle here, so we'll see if it's going to be Busby. Yeah, it's going to be Busby. He's going to pick it up at about the five-yard line. And we'll see what Christopher can do as he tries to bounce it to that outside. He does slip one tackle, gets down the sideline. But there's a wall there of black jerseys, dark green jerseys there, and they'll knock him out of bounds at about the 30-yard line.
3: I think uh, Scott's Plus going to try and get Chris Busby the ball as much as they can. They might put him in out wide receiver or a slot a little bit later on in the game to try and get, get him on a pass. Uh, but he's very much like Epperson. Uh, you know, he he is shifty and he gets he gets great yardage even after contact.
0: And one of the great things about the state championship game, there's no games after this, so you can show everything. You got a trick play you uh, haven't used all year. You might see it here tonight in the state championship game. they they'll run to the two wingbacks with Busby. He'll bounce off of that, come back to the inside. And, again, that backside pursuit's good enough here for Scott that it's only going to be a gain of about two, two-and-a-half.
3: Yeah, Busby, I, I just feel like he's going to bust one at some point, but Scott is playing sound football, uh, especially on the backside. Uh, Busby there could have bounced that thing a little bit wider, but uh, there's Scott guys sitting
0: there waiting for him. Well, they've been able to set that edge pretty well, has Scott, making them cut to the inside, because they have not been able to get to the outside except – Just extending the play all the way out there. Busby will be to the left of Harsh, who calls out the signals. And Harsh is going to keep it going to that right side. He's got a seam. He's got it at the 40. At the 50, he's got one man in front of him, and he's going to drive him out of bounds at about the 41-yard line. Nice gain on the play as they will set up shop in scut territory after a nice little. Scamper here by your starting quarterback, Sebastian Harsh. You know,
3: we've seen this before. They're going to run Busby, and then the very next play, they're going to fake Busby on the exact same
0: looking play and run the counter with the quarterback. So, ball will be at the 41 uh, yard line. So, first and 10 here. Harsh will have Busby to his left as a lead blocker, where Busby will carry the football across the 40 yard line down to about the 38. Gain of three on the play three yards a cloud of dust
3: it's really scotts bluff coming out this half uh, re-establishing positive gains each play um, you know they're not going outside of their wheelhouse right now they're staying with the things that they know how to do
0: so it'll set up now third and eight from the 38 yard line well actually they need seven here so it's going to be second and seven i don't know where third and eight came from hand off to Busby Busby with a little stiff arm runs over one guy cuts back to the inside he's getting a little bit of a benefit of a bounce here as i think they're giving him an extra yard but he's still going to be a yard short of the first down
3: you know Busby's a, he's a workhorse he's only 5'10 175 but uh, you know it's it's taking more than one guy to get him down on most plays uh you know uh, you know he's a, a state state uh, sprinter qualified for the state meet and placing in, in uh, the 200 I believe so. You know he's got the wheels, but he's really showing some toughness.
0: That's his 18th carry of the night. Harsh will have Busby behind him. He'll hand off to Busby. Busby will follow his blocker, get right up the middle, will spin, will gain three. He only needed one, so that'll move the sticks. And so the chain gang will move those uh, sticks out there. The chain gang moving the the, uh, chains just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. Carney towing and repair as they're he kind of tows everybody forward here, spinning through, and he'll set up shop now at the 28 yard line. First and 10 here for Scott's Bluff. Again, touchdown on this drive would be huge. Harsh is going to keep it after fake of the handoff, has a lead blocker, and he's going to be down just short of the 25 yard line.
3: You know, they're not. Getting the the yardage that you want on first down. They're only getting two or three yards. But their second down plays uh, on this drive have gotten them, you know, in third and short situations, which, you know, anybody will take third and short. But uh, they want a little bit more on first down.
0: Well, they went over the top of the body there. They end up getting about four yards. That's manageable here. So it will be second and six. They're kind of grinding this drive out. This one's been a pretty effective drive. Busby gets the handoff. Goes off tackle on that right side. That time he's going to get another three yards or so. And it's going to set up now third and about four.
3: You know, at this point of the game, even though it's early in the third quarter, uh, Scott's bluff has shown they don't have a great uh, field goal kicker. He kind of was lucky to make the last extra point. So this is definitely four down territory for him.
0: Well, again, Walker on the season is uh, 50 of 61 on extra points, Five. Uh, three of five kicking field goals, but his longest field goal is only 30 yards. Hand off to Busby as he comes off that left side. He's trying to push the pile forward. He's going to be short of the 20-yard line. He's only going to gain about two yards, and it's going to set up now fourth and a long two. That was power football.
3: There was somebody waiting in the hole right there for him, and he just he just uh, ran right into him. There wasn't a whole lot to, uh, a whole lot to squeeze by on that, on that play. So, good job by the Scut defense holding their ground here. Um, I'd look for a misdirection play, maybe even the quarterback counter again uh, here on fourth and two.
0: Well, that quarterback counter has had a, at least enough of a seam that you'd think you'd be able to get the two yards. So, they're going for it here, obviously, from the 20 yard line. Fourth and two. And off to Busby. Cuts back up. He's on the inside. He pushes the pile forward. Boy, that's going to be close, but it looks like he's got it.
3: Boy, he was stopped about half a yard short, and then he just kept he kept churning. He got a little assist from one of his linemen there.
0: And they are moving the sticks. That's first and ten here for Scott's Bluff. That was a gut check there for the Bearcats.
3: It's a good drive. They're staying with inside the tackles and all their runs here. Uh, they're, they're running the sweep or they're running the counter with the quarterback, and they're just trying to... to, to, to take over the line of scrimmage at this point.
0: Well, this drive has already taken over four and a half minutes. This is the opening drive of the second half. Scott's bluff down 27-14, but they've got it in the red zone. They are one for one from the red zone, punching it into the end zone, and we've got a five-yard penalty, and they are no longer in the red zone. That's delay of game. Uh, high schools are not used to having a play clock in the end zone, but they certainly have that here.
3: You know, when you're only getting three, maybe four yards on first down to get off track like that, to start at first and 15, uh, they're going to have to have a real nice first down play here.
0: Yeah. And again, last last part of this four play series, they barely got the first down, had to go for it on fourth down. Man coming across in motion. Harsh is going to keep it. Full uh, quarterback sweep goes right up the middle, and he runs right up the hash and finally will be brought down at about the 12-yard line. You wanted a nice first-down play, Coach. There you go. Certainly.
3: You got about nine, maybe even ten yards there, and he rolled over the defender to pick up an extra
0: two at the end, it looks like. Yeah, it's going to be a gain of ten, so it's going to be second and five. So ball at the 12-yard line. Another ten-yard run here. You got first and goal. And ain't that easy, though, is it?
3: It gets a little bit tighter down towards the end zone here.
6: So
0: Harsh will call it out. Busby's off to his left. Man in motion coming through. The handoff to Busby. Busby's got a seam at the 10. Jumps in the air. And he's going to be short of the first down marker by about a yard. But that's only going to be third and less than a yard here.
3: All of a sudden, the seams just got just a, a tiny little bit bigger. The Scotts Bluff offensive line is doing a great job. And this whole drive, they've had uh, number 23 Garrett Nelson as the blocking back instead of Deloso. And now they have both Deloso and Garrett Nelson as blocking back. So uh, look for some power football behind those two.
0: That wasn't a big hole, but Busby hit that quick. Two wing backs on the right side. They're going to run that direction. He puts his head down, and he's got a first-end goal at the five-yard line for Busby. Gain of five, excuse me, a gain of three on the play down to the five. And they'll drop the... uh, other markers there. You just got the down marker now. It's marked at the five yard line. First and goal here for Scott's Bluff.
3: They had a nice pulling guard on the on the last play that kind of set that up to get the first down. Uh, they still got the two big blocking backs in.
0: Two wing backs on that right side of the field. They fake the handoff. Quarterback goes right through the middle, slips to a seam. He's gonna be down just outside the one yard line like the design of that one. Just kind of creeping through there, finding a little bit of a seam. It's kind of like pouring a glass of water over a rock. You just kind of find that little crevice, and you just get into that path of least resistance.
3: Everything gets a little bit tighter down towards the goal line. They ran that same counter, but the hole wasn't there. So he, he, it was a good job to pick up some yardage there.
0: So they only need two here. They gained three on first round. Second and goal from the two. Harsh, hands off to Busby. Busby is going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. There was good penetration there by Scott. And they were able to throw Busby forward, otherwise it would been a loss on the play.
3: Yeah, I think Busby, uh, if you go back and watch the tape, if he would have followed his pulling guard, I think he probably would have scored uh, standing up there. But he decided to to cut it up and try and muscle through, and that wasn't working on that play.
0: Leading the tackle there was Ryan Emanuel. Well, now it's going to be third and goal from the two. Quarterback's going to keep it. He is not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. He has a last-second surge that might have a little bit of gain on the play, but it's going to set up now fourth and goal.
3: Each of the last two plays, the, the Scott's Bluff running back has not shown great patience. Uh, the quarterback, he could have followed his blockers a little bit better there. He just same thing as the previous play, just... Slammed straight up into the line and and didn't have a didn't have a crease to get through. So it's a big, obviously fork down and goal, big play for both teams.
0: Well, his knee was down, so he didn't get that last second lunge of the ball forward. So it's going to be fourth and goal from the two. I'm I'm guessing Busby's getting in. Harsh calls out the signal, hands off to Busby. Busby cuts the inside touchdown, right
3: behind the Husker recruit. Garrett Nelson, the other blocking back, Deloso two big blocking backs that came in here on the goal line plays.
0: Good hard hit. Cut back to the inside. As you said, you follow a guy that's going to play Division I football here in the future. Cuts back in and a five points bank touchdown for Christopher Busby from two yards out. And a drive that took over eight minutes off the clock turns into a touchdown. 73 yard drive. And the extra point is up. It is true. And now it's a six-point ball game. The Bearcats, after giving up 27 straight points to the Skyhawks, they've been able to cut the lead back down to six. It's Scott, 27. Scott's bluff 21. 3.54 to go here in the third quarter. We return to Memorial Stadium after this timeout.
12: What? Christmas already? That time is fast approaching. But first we want to celebrate all we have to be thankful for. At Gary Michaels, that is you, our friends and our customers. We thank you with 20% off all suits, sport coats and for the ladies 20% off all clothing. We take care and we do care that you look and feel your best with quality clothing, perfectly fitted from Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney.
0: And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln uh, After a five-point spanked touchdown by Busby. Makes it now 27-21. After the extra point, uh, Scott's Joey White, who uh, has two full purposes here for Scott. He's been uh, kicking the football pretty well for them, but he's also been able to set the edge on the outside, kind of forcing Scott's bluff to the inside. Well, after the extra point, his defensive work uh, on special teams, he was injured just a little bit and was a little gimpy coming off the field, but I think he's probably going to be okay. That is our uh, injury report, brought to you by Family Physical Therapy, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with a location near you. As hard hitting as this game is, and you know, it's a little chillier out there. Fortunately, we haven't seen anybody really getting banged up.
3: No, it's been a pretty clean game both ways, and uh, you know, not not many injuries. Uh, that's probably the only one we've seen so far but no one is there hasn't been a, a rash of flags either so no. knock, knock on wood let's keep it that way
0: yeah it's been a it's been a well played quality football game and a little bit of a line drive kick here for Scott's Bluff that one's gonna bounce and it is gonna go out of bounds at about the five yard line good decision there to let the ball go out of bounds by uh uh Jack Hassenstaub, who uh, and't it hasn't returned a kick yet because they've always kind of kicked it to that left side they tried it on the right side and it goes out of bounds and so they'll spot the ball at about the 35 yard line
3: well Scott's Bluff started the game with a lot of urgency on defense playing well to start with uh, we'll see what they've got coming back now uh, the Scott offense has been on the sideline for you know 45 minutes to 50 minutes now not not playing yeah so uh, we'll see what uh, Scott Scott's going to run the ball but we'll see uh, what happens here on this drive
0: yeah eight minutes 73 yard drive to get the game the second half of the game started here and off to you know who number four esperson esperson up the middle bounces to the outside spins runs through a tackle gains 10 now out to 12 yards and again he was just one more little spin away from maybe taking that one for another long distance trip
3: you know it, it does doesn't look like he's the fastest guy out there. Doesn't look He's definitely not the biggest guy, but there's just something about him. He's not going to go down with first contact, and and he just about spun away from a, a couple of play right there to, to make another big gain. Obviously a first down, but he, he's just one
0: little crease away from breaking another one. Well, 80, 185 pounds. Like you say, he's not the biggest kid in the world, nor is he the fastest, but he's been proven to be a pretty good running back as they'll hand the ball off to Legal right up the middle. He'll break a tackle. And he'll gain about eight on the play. Kind of snuck through there, kind of a McAvick-ish.
3: Well, you want to keep the defense honest. Everyone's keying on number four, so why not give the little fullback trap
0: for nine yards? And, again, that is going to be his uh, fourth carry of the night. He'll be right at 20 yards rushing on those four carries. So, again, it works. Gains you an average of five yards per time you try it.
3: Coach Turman knows you got to give the fullback a ball every now
0: and then. Yeah, he kind of knows a McAvick or two. Second and one. Coach Turman played on this field for the Huskers. as quarterback, handoff right up the middle for Esperson. He breaks through one tackle, slips through another. It's the third guy that will get him after a gain of about eight on the play. And after making a nice tackle there, Cameron Geary will help up Esperson, and they'll move the sticks.
3: There's some shiftiness to him. He just sidesteps here, and he slides by somebody there. He's pretty slippery to tackle.
0: Yeah, all three of those I agree with Slippery sidestepping and sliding, and he's 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 elusive in that regard. Not a tremendous amount of juke there, but by about half of a body.
3: Yeah, he you can know, just you, slide by somebody, I think. You,
0: know? you just can't hear you just can't hit him square. Well, yeah, it looks like Scott's is gonna come with some sort of blitz here as they come out of the eye formation. They fake the handoff. Time to throw here for McCormick. McCormick throws it in triple coverage, and it's gonna be caught at the ten yard line. Somehow reeling it in there is going to be Tyson Gordon. Strong hands by Gordon to reel that one in. I, I don't know why the quarterback threw it there. There was three
3: guys there. Should have been picked. The guy, the receiver just made a heck of a catch.
0: Well, it was caught at its highest point by Gordon. and I think he just shows the confidence that he has in the jumping build ability there of Gordon. They're going to say he's down at the 11-yard line. And so it'll be first and 10 from the 11 here for Scott, who's trying to answer back after the Bearcats scored on their opening drive of the second half. Handoff to Esperson going right up the middle. You
3: know, you've got shorter defensive backs back there, and the backup quarterback playing wide receiver, 6 2, looked a little bit taller than that. He climbed the ladder, made a great catch. Gain of
0: three on that play, so it'll set up now second and about seven. And so, Scott. again, a conversion here. If you can get the first out here, you're inside the one-yard line. Minute 22 to go here. First drive of the second half for Scott in a fast-moving third quarter. Quarterback's going to keep it. McCormick's going to spin. He's going to be brought down at about the third-yard line. That's the, the three-yard line.
3: The That's first the, option we've seen all night from Omaha Scott, and, and it's kind of surprising to run an option down here when you've been uh, working the power game so much. But that almost looked like a just a, we're going to fake the fullback and just follow him anyway there.
0: Yeah, fullback just basically served as a lead blocker there. And, uh, and, again, a pretty good guy to run behind as legal knocks a few guys down. It'll be third and very manageable here. We'll call it third and about uh, two. Two from the three-yard line. McCormick under center. Eye formation behind him. Hand off to Asperson. Asperson will slip into the end zone. Loses the football and it's going to be picked up, but he had possession in the end zone. They are calling the touchdown. Yeah, I think that's the right call. I think so, too.
3: I, I know the Scotts Bluff faithful, if you can hear them, uh, they're not real happy, but that's the way it goes, and, and it didn't matter what was going to happen there. If they saw the, the ball on the ground, the fans weren't going to be happy, but uh, everyone, the, the whistle blew Early enough, even the Scott's Bluff players kind of gave up on that, even though they recovered it.
0: Well, again, the nose of the football, that's all it takes. The nose of the football touching the front part of that goal line is all it takes for that to be a touchdown. And I think the officials got this one right. Now, they missed a call earlier that resulted in a touchdown.
3: Boy, he bobbled it right at the snap. but Oh. Ooh. You know, looking at the replays here on the on the big screen.
0: You know what? He, he got the ball in the end zone. He controlled it enough to have the ball. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot closer uh, on TV than it probably looked when we were uh, uh, or on the replays here on the big boards. Scott's going to go
0: for two here. And they're going to the ball to Esperson, and Esperson's going to get the edge. He will get the two-point conversion. Now make it 35-21. Two touchdown lead for Scott. Two controversial touchdowns. One where Esperson clearly was down on a 61-yard touchdown run, and that one, we think he had possession of the football as he goes in for the five points bank touchdown with 31 seconds to go here in the third quarter. But what we know is that the Skyhawks have 35 21 lead over Scotts Bluff and will return to Memorial Stadium right after this.
2: At B&B
6: Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12 month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to b Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go.
0: Well, the kickoff here by Joey White's going to be picked up at about the 5-yard line. Looking for some room to run here is going to be Busby. Busby will cut back in and he'll get the ball close to the 20-yard line. That was really about the first time we've seen Scottsbluff tonight actually try to run to get to the edge instead of just going right up the field. And as a result, they get the ball near the 20-yard line. And, again, we were kind of talking about that touchdown just moments ago by Esperson as the ball was moving. And, again, when we watched it live the same way the officials did, we thought it was a touchdown, no question. But then the replay, not quite as sure. Yeah, it's going
3: to be a close call, and I I, I hope this – It is not decided by
0: a call like that. So, Scott's bluff, who scored their last possession, had the ball for eight minutes. They may want to score faster than that if they score. And looking to throw the ball here is going to be harsh. Harsh will just uh, decide to tuck it and get what he can, and he will not get back to the line of scrimmage. Good coverage downfield. Only had a couple of men out in the pattern. And we've got an injured Skyhawk. Now, Harsh was
3: getting pressure there. He didn't have enough time to set up and throw the football, so he uh, went off on the scramble, and he still uh, he got sacked for about three-yard loss there. Um, there just wasn't anybody open there. There's only about a two-man route. It looked like a running back was leaking out late, but uh, Harsh didn't have time to find that.
0: Well, one of the linemen down here for Scott, and I think that's uh, Sam Heffron, uh big 240-pound senior, that is uh, injured at the moment that they're attending to. It, it appears to have uh, uh, some cramping. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting back to the game of life with a location near you. We're going to take a quick 30 second break here. Again, our score 35 21. Scott with the lead over Scott's Bluff, and we'll be back right after this.
14: you,
0: Randy Bushcare, Scott Mulring with you here from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. And we jinxed it, Coach. We jinxed it. We said earlier nobody was getting really hurt in the uh, football game. And then Sam Heffron uh, got pretty good cramp. And he is limping off the field. They stretched him out pretty good. And he's still having trouble putting any weight on that right leg.
3: Uh, he looks like he's going you know, to speed hustle <laughs> himself off there. Not the most graceful, but, you know, he is a lineman. And that's Hey, hey, he he hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, 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 hey. Be nice of them linemen.
3: <laughs> uh, the, the good thing for Omaha, Scott, uh, they have depth. Uh, you know, you look across the board, they look every one of them looks like a tight end. Whether they weigh 200 or 240, they all look the same. So they've got another, just a, a, one one more off the factory line that they can plug in here. Linemen need love, too, you know. Hey, we've got a lot of linemen in this family, so uh, definitely not going to d- dispute that the, the linemen make things go.
0: I'm a recovering one myself if you haven't picked up on my defensiveness. Uh, they are able to start the clock back up, and that will allow the clock to expire. So we have reached the end of the third quarter, kind of a less than dramatic way to end the quarter as we uh, run the clock after the injury. But the Skyhawks are able to answer back the touchdown from Scott's Bluff in that third quarter, so they have a 14-point lead, 35-21, Scott leading Scott's Bluff. That will be our score when we start the fourth quarter right after this.
1: Even after 38 years, we still start early every morning in every Amigos kitchen to make the foods and flavors you love. We're chopping fresh vegetables, mixing Amigos' famous ranch dressing and salsas, slow-cooking pinto beans, steaming the rice, mixing up batches of homemade guacamole, and grilling the marinated chicken. Your made-to-order items start with real people making real food. It's not the easiest way, just the best at Amigos, where made-from-scratch is our recipe.
0: Well, the NSA trivia question about kickers. Gotta like that. Scotts Bluff kicker, Lars back in 99, 49 yard the longest field goal in a Class B playoff history. It's good that they have a Scotts Bluff reference. They the do, yeah.
3: Scotts Bluff set a bunch of Class B playoff records this year. Their comeback win against Omaha and Roncalli. Uh, uh, Roy Schneider set the playoff record with five touchdown receptions. Chris Busby set the rushing record with 367 yards and uh, And then you have to have someone throwing those touchdowns. Uh, Mr. Harsh, he uh, set the Class B playoff record for five touchdown passes as well. So one playoff game gets Scott's Bluff three records. They already got a couple for field goal kicking. So, uh, you know, they are a traditional playoff team.
0: Well, they're hoping to finally come away with a state championship, but they find themselves down by 14 as we start the fourth quarter. Handoff here to Busby, one of those record setters. He's going to get back. Some of the loss they got on first down. He'll uh, get the ball out a gain of about five on the play, and it's going to set up now third and eight.
3: You know, Mr. Epperson has one more fantastic quarter. He'll be coming close to that 300 mark. Uh, You know, he's still closing in. He's over 200 at this point rushing the ball. So uh, we're seeing two really good running backs here tonight.
0: Busby over 100 yards with that carry. He's got 102 on 27 rushes, and they're going to go out of that pistol formation harsh has it he's looking to throw takes two steps back now he's going to run forward pocket collapsing he'll spin he'll dive forward and boy they're going to spot him just short of the first down nearly was able to scramble the eight yards for the touchdown and they're going to mark him about a half half yard short not even a half yard
3: yeah i think he he bounced across but i think that good call by the official uh, marking it just a little bit
0: short well they got to get right to the 30 yard line And they are at the 29-and-a-half, and and they are going to go for it on their end of the field. They'll go out of the pistol, hand off to Busby. Busby hitting the backfield, and he is not going to get there. He loses the half yard.
3: You know, Scott's Bluff looked like they got away with a false start, and the the pulling guard, who started a little bit early, he whiffed on everybody, it looked like, and ended up 10 yards deep, but uh, Mr. Busby was nowhere to be found behind him.
0: Well, there was just way too much penetration. That defensive line blew that up for Scott. That is their biggest defensive play of the game so far, and this will be the best starting field position for Scott in the football game. They have scored the only other time that they've had their hands on the ball here in the second half.
3: This is a big possession for Scott's bluff. See so they can bow up, and obviously uh, Scott's thinking that they can put this thing away here pretty much.
0: First and 10 from the 29, I-Formation. I'm going to call it Esperson. We'll get the handoff. No, they give it to the fullback. Legal will go right up the middle. Well, I think
3: uh, that's kind of a surprising call. The quarterback's limping a little bit, and this—that's their first true option play of the night. And they—they you know, they give to the fullback who gets good five yards.
0: Well, Terman was probably thinking the same—you know—thinking that everybody was thinking what I was thinking, and that was, yeah, you're just going to have a steady diet of Esperson here. Well, instead, you give it to—you uh, run that option play.
3: I just have a feeling he might be getting at this play.
0: I ain't going to keep it away from him very long. I'll tell you that right now. Esperson will be in the I formation. McCormick will step in under center. Two tight ends. Hand off to Esperson Going right up the hole. Right up the middle. And there is a little bit of a hole there. Good line surge and a gain of five. As steady as Novocaine, as they say in uh, remember the Titans. Gain of five. Gain of five. Move with the sticks. And start all over again.
3: Well, they're not going to have to start over too many more times inside the red zone already. Uh, things are just working Scott's way right now. They can they can take their time and, and get four or five yards of play. They don't have to do anything crazy at this point.
0: Well this will be just their, their uh, second possession inside the red zone tonight. That ever got inside the red zone. Their other touchdowns have been the long runs, and they're gonna run that option again to the fullback. This time they're only gonna gain a couple on the play, and then there's gonna be a late hit that's gonna be called and maybe a little bit of an acting job here for Scott's bluff. But late hit by one of the offensive linemen who was trying to maintain his block. And then the acting job at the end of it. That's going to cost him 15 yards.
3: Mr. Delzer for Scott's Bluff there, he got himself a 15-yarder earlier, and now he's on the receiving end. So, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire sometimes.
0: Well, they gave it away. He got it back. Now, the one that Delzer committed was after first down, so they moved him back 15 yards, and it was first and 10. Well, this is after. A first down play, not the one that got you the first down, but one that's after a first down play, and now that will make it second and twenty-four.
3: That uh, now, that,
0: why is that penalty worse than the one it, that happened earlier?
3: Exactly right.
0: Exactly Which is right. what I've always said: mark it and then get taken back fifteen yards, make it first and twenty-five. But again, it's the same rule in all three levels of football. So we'll be second and twenty-four. I formation, reverse. And they're looking to throw the ball back, and they got a man wide open. It's going to be out to the quarterback. No, it's Epperson. Epperson breaks the tackle, and he goes in for the touchdown. The reverse pass, good for the touchdown.
3: There's that backup quarterback that's playing wide receiver, caught a big pass earlier. Now he
0: gets to throw for a touchdown. So Tyson Gordon on the reverse pass is able to find Esperson for the touchdown. Well, I said it earlier. You've been working on trick plays all year. There's no sense not using them at some point. And that was a great call here by Coach Terman. There is a penalty down, but the ball is marked for the extra point. There might be a celebration or something after the play. See if we can hear what the officials got to say to us. This is the White Hat. Who's mic'd up, which is somewhat of a rarity and Pretty only state championship games. Do you get to hear what the call is? He's currently talking to the Scott players.
3: Coach Turman does not look happy about this call.
0: i got to think it's after the play. Yeah,
4: I
3: think the touchdown is probably going to stand here.
15: After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, number four on the offense. The penalty is on the
6: kickoff. After the play, touchdown.
0: There you go. No need for me to explain it.
3: You know, I understand both sides of it. If if number four was taunting, that's one thing. But then again, you just caught a reverse pass for a touchdown in the state finals. You might want to celebrate a little bit, too.
0: Well, Coach, uh, not Coach Wolf, but uh, Jake Wolf with the call there. Extra point coming up here. Good snap, good hold, and the kick is good. So the uh, hold by Miles Hubert, and then the kick by Joey White. Makes the score 42 to 21 thanks to the five points bank touchdown. The nice uh, throw that uh, set it all up on the reverse pass as Jared Esperson gets the touchdown after the uh, throw from, uh, uh, I forgot to write it down, Tyson Gordon comes up with the touchdown and it's now 42 21 with 9.08 to go here in the fourth quarter. We'll take a quick break and continue with more of the Class B State Championship game right after this.
2: in you.
0: Well, we're still early on here in the fourth quarter. 42-21 is our score, so down by three scores are the Bearcats. And, uh, boy, did you look it up? What's the biggest comeback in the Class B state championship game? Because i got to think down by 21 in the fourth quarter. If Scott Buff pulls this one off, uh, it certainly would be one for the record books.
3: Now, we'd be in for an all-timer at that point. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to get that tonight. Every time Scott gets the ball, it seems like they're going to score, or they have been scoring. Um, scotts bluff has shown the ability to come back but they were down 24 at halftime earlier in the playoffs but you know as you get further into playoffs the opponents get a little bit tougher so 21 with nine minutes to go uh, scotts bluff's going to have to go out of their comfort zone
0: so white will do the kicking off here back deep and in the middle is going to be busby and it's going to be a relatively short kick and it's going to hit the turf going to be picked up here by uh, delios i believe and off the balance, he's going to be able to bring it across the 40-yard line near the 45. Again, just straight right up the middle. Nothing fancy about the return, but a relatively short kick and a pretty good return.
3: Yeah, the Scots Bluffs got good field position. They're, they don't need to hustle-hustle right now. They need to get a score any way they can. Uh, but when they go out of their comfort zone here, if they start throwing it all over the place, uh, it, it hasn't worked out well for them so far in this game. Um, but here they are going to spread it out with their formation.
0: Well, we mentioned earlier Joey White, the kicker, was hurt earlier on defense on an extra point try, and uh, he's getting consoled here because he's not happy with how he kicked that one. Harsh looking to run the football, and he is going to get knocked down. He may spin forward so it won't technically be a sack, but uh, that pocket collapsed, and Harsh gets back to line of scrimmage, and that's it.
3: That's a good thing for that Scott's defensive front took care of that because Rife Schneider was running Right down the middle, no one was around him. If Harsh had time to throw, and if he could have got the ball there, that would have been a score.
0: Reminder, our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing it the play-by-play. Carney Towing on the road is, uh, is on the road as well. Bring your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. They'll hand the ball off here to Busby. Busby will bounce it to the outside. Got the edge one of the few times tonight. Has a gain of about eight on the play, and it's going to set up now second and very manageable. And I think the punter for Scott's Bluff can take a little time off here. We may have seen him for the last time tonight.
3: I don't think Scott's Bluff's going to be punting anytime soon. That Because of the formation, they got a wide receiver to block the corner out there. That's the first time that Scott's Bluff's got it into the edge on a running play.
0: Well, Cameron Geary will be a little busy playing a little safety here as well. But they'll go with two tight ends. Busby comes across the formation, and they will fake the handoff to him. Harsh is going to keep it, and Harsh is going to get a short gain on the play, and it's going to set up now fourth and about two. That was well-diagnosed there by Scott.
3: Yeah, Scott's bluff. They're widening out their formations, but they're still trying to run the same plays. Fake a play to Busby, run a play to Busby, come back the very next play, run the same look, and and then have Harsh keep it. So it's the same plays over and over and over again, just a different look out of the formation.
0: Well, here we go. It is again another fourth down attempt here. They didn't get it last time. Harsh is gonna keep it. This time he'll get enough for the first down, gained about two and a half, and they still haven't blown it dead. He'll slip off of that last tackle and gain an extra couple of yards. So I good, thought he had it with the initial stop and then was able to still slip through there because nobody ever wrapped him up.
3: No, he just he was standing about straight up and down. He just got some push from some offensive linemen and no one could get him down. So he got a good good a good gain of five or six there.
0: So it'll be first and 10 from the 42. And the the side judge was already starting to mark that, but nobody ever blew a whistle. So Harsh calls out the signal. Busby comes across the formation. They fake the handoff to him. They're going to throw it into double coverage, and it's going to be tipped. It's bounced, and it's going to go out of bounds. They were trying to connect out there with Riefenschneider into double coverage, but Scott had none of it.
3: You know, Schneider has gotten open a couple times, but Harsh just has not been able to get him the ball. I, I- he had separation. He had another step there. The defender just barely tipped and went right off uh, right off Reef Schneider's helmet.
0: So it's Jacob Christensen that makes the uh, tip there. And then after he tipped it, it went off his helmet, and there was still an opportunity for Reef Schneider if he was able to find the football. As it is, it falls to the turf. Clock stops with 7.20 to go here in the fourth quarter. Hawks with a – Skyhawks, rather, with a 42-21 to lead. Second and 10. Fake the handoff. Harsh is going to throw. Throws it to his tight end right underneath. And he's going to be close to a first down marker after a gain of nine. Just kind of found an open area to sit down in. And making the catch is Jeremiah Delzer.
3: Good, nice little roll out there. There wasn't a whole lot to look at. He kind of snuck that ball in there. Uh, So good gain for them and makes up a third and short, which they've been having problems on third and short running the ball. So we'll see what happens here.
0: In fact, third down conversions. Uh, Scott's bluff only 3 of 12 on the evening. They've got third and one here. And the quarterback's going to keep it after faking the handoff. He's going to try to get to the outside. Harsh puts his head down. He's inside the 30-yard line, and that'll be more than enough to move the sticks as he gains five.
3: He's a a big kid, 6'3", 220. uh, So the quarterback counter, and he got a little space to bounce outside. Uh, It's going to be tough to stop him when he's got a full head of steam going.
0: So first and 10 at the 27, they'll stop the clock to move the chains. Now that clock will begin again here. There's 6.32 to go and counting. As Harsh will call it out, Busby comes across the formation. Fake the handoff to him. Pump fake. Harsh is going to run. Harsh at the 25-yard line will spin and will move forward to about the 24. He stays in bounds. So now there's going to be 6.15 to go as they head to the huddle to talk about what to do next here on second and seven
3: scotts bluffs trying to run vertical routes here but uh the, the scutt defense is uh, really the secondary is really playing off and really playing kind of a cloud coverage so there's a lot of understuff if scotts bluff wants to take advantage of it
0: now they will hand the ball off here to busby coming on that jet sweep he cuts back to the inside finds a seam and he's gonna go to the distance he's gonna be able to sneak it all the way in for the touchdown a 24-yard run here by busby as he was able to make a brilliant cut back to the inside.
3: Yeah, it didn't look like he had much going there. Again, Scott set the edge, and he made a nice cut inside and just kind of
0: darted right by four or five defenders. Well, he just put his foot down on that hash. The defender swept to the outside. He finds a nice little uh, lane to run through and a big 24-yard run. Here comes the extra point from Caleb Walker. The kick is up. This time is not deflected, but it is going to be off the mark. The kick is no good. So Scott's Bluff gets the five-point spank touchdown on a 24-yard run. Here by Busby, cuts the lead down to two scores, but still a 15-point ball game. 5.49 to go here in the fourth quarter. It is 42-27. Scott's Bluff with the kickoff, and we return right after this.
11: Do you need transmission repair on your four-wheel drive truck or SUV? How about your two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive vehicle for work or school? Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. Over the years, TBK Transmissions has repaired thousands of four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, and transfer cases, foreign or domestic. Put your trust in TBK. The only way is TBK. 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com.
2: TBK Transmission.
11: Well, a nine-play,
0: 56-yard scoring drive that took 314 off the clock. They'd like those 314 back if they could, please. 549 to go here, fourth quarter. And Scott is anticipating the onside kick here from Scott's Bluff. And teeing up the football here is going to be Jerry Escamilla.
3: Well, they've got uh, that's a different
0: That's a different kicker.
3: They've got Busby and Garrett Nelson. They've got the best players on the onside
0: and he does try the onside kick, but it's going to be somewhat of a line drive that one of the upbacks is able to pounce on. And uh, making the uh, catch in space there, I think that was Robbie Trout. Trout. Yeah, it was Trout, 24, who comes up with it. One of the wide receivers on the uh, special teams play. who makes a nice catch.
3: Now, well, Scott's bluff. They put their best their best guns, their best guys out here on the, on the side that they're going to kick the onside to. They never really got a chance. The ball was uh, just kind of screamed right at the wide receiver there uh, playing on the, the front line.
0: Hans team doesn't have a lot of guys wearing 60s and 70 numbers, do they? No comment. Hey, all right. Thank you for that. First and 10 near midfield. Ball spotted just short of it at the 48-yard line and off to uh, Esperson. And Esperson will have a gain of about three on the play. That is his 18th carry of the night. He's Got over 210 yards rushing, including a 61 yard touchdown and another 50 yarder. And, and uh, toting the rock, as we said earlier, is uh, Busby. He's carried the ball 30 times for so 134 yards here for Scott's Bluff. And right now, Scott's trying to play a little keep away. Yeah, I start to anticipate
3: uh, maybe after this play, depending on the down and distance, Scott's Bluff might use a timeout here to save a little clock.
0: You no know, desperate times will call for those desperate measures. Two tight ends, eye formation. McCormick is under center. Hands off to Esperson. Esperson will bounce it to the outside. He's crossed the 45, the 40, puts his head down, and will go out of bounds at about the 38-yard line. Bad news, he's out of bounds. Good news is he's out of bounds past the sticks.
3: Got a first down. Kind of eliminates the need for Scott's Bluff to call a timeout there, obviously going out of bounds. So maybe on this set of downs, depending on what happens on first down, if it's only a one- or two-yard gain, then, I, then it's probably Scott's us let's, let's
0: hit a, hit a timeout here. Save some clock. And honestly, with five minutes, over five minutes left to go in the game, I get the extra yards. Don't worry about whether or not you stop the clock, my opinion right now. You get inside of three minutes, might have a different one. I formation, quick low counter. They hand it off here to the fullback. And that time, Scott's Bluff was ready for it as they stuff it, and there'll be a loss of about one on the play. And there's the timeout you were talking about for Scott's Bluff. Scott's Bluff will stop the clock here with their first timeout of the night. And our timeouts, as always, are brought to you by ENT and t Physicians of Kearney, Taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Exactly five minutes to go in the Class B State Championship game. Scott 42, Scott's Bluff 47. It will be second and 11 for the Skyhawks when we return right after this.
9: Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season.
0: state championship game for 2018. Well, it be about 10 days or so. We'll be uh, talking high school basketball as it is. Two tight ends, I formation for Scott, second and 11. And another first down or two will make this mountain that Scott's Buff's got to climb just that much higher. Esperson right up the middle. He's broken in the open. He's going to go the distance. It is a touchdown right up the middle, 38 yards on the play. And, again, they kind of had to sell the farm, try to fill every gap, and when the block is made, there wasn't a linebacker there to stop Esperson as he goes in for yet another touchdown on the night, his fifth five-point spank touchdown on the evening. Scott's bluff was
3: blitzing inside, and then they were, uh, Scott ran off tackle, and there wasn't anybody left to, to make a
0: play there. So the extra point coming up here from uh, – White, White will punch it up there, but it'll be off the mark. And so both teams miss an extra point here down the stretch. So it's a 21 point ball game with 4.53 to go. Skyhawks with the five points bank touchdown by Esperson makes it 48 to 27. And we'll return to the class B state championship game. Scott in command when we return right after this.
14: Do you have a passion for athletics?
0: Well, my correction, Jared Esperson with his sixth touchdown of the night. We'll catch up with that after this kickoff. Picked up at the 10-yard line here for Scott's Bluff. And a little bit of a uh, stiff arm by De-Rose Deliosa, And Deliosa had nowhere to go. He's going to be hogtied at about the 17-yard line. So how's this for an evening here for Jared Esperson? He's carried the ball twenty times for two hundred and sixty yards and four touchdowns. Oh yeah! By the way, he's caught uh, two touchdown passes for another seventy-seven yards. So six total touchdowns, three hundred and uh, what would that be? Uh, fifty sets? Uh, Set? A lot. A lot. There you go. Like over two hundred and fifty. Over three hundred and fifty yards of total offense, and six touchdowns. And They're going to run a little reverse here, looking to throw the football. Is going to be Deliosa. Deliosa looking for Harsh, Harsh, trying to make the catch, and it's going to be incomplete at the 50-yard line.
3: You know, Scott's uh, Bluff, uh, they need big plays, uh, but at this point in the game, Scott's expecting a trick play, long passes, etc., so trick plays when you're down 21 with only four minutes to go, um, you got to have a really special one to pull out, and if, if that's the best that, that Scott's Bluff has right now. That, that's what they have, and you know, it's a tough to it's tough to pull trick plays off when the other team's expecting them.
0: Well, Deliosa had had a Harsh open earlier, but by the time he got the uh, the the pitch, he did not have much time to get rid of the football and end up throwing it a little bit late. And by that time, Scott was there. Harsh will try to set up the screen, throws it right up the middle, and uh, Deliosa this time with the catch and he's going to gain about five on the play.
3: That's a great job by the middle linebacker staying home there, uh, Alex Van Dyke. He's made a bunch of uh, big plays tonight because uh, there was three linemen and one little uh, middle linebacker made the play there, and he is a middle, a little middle linebacker, only 5'11", 175.
0: So it'll be third and five here, and they're going to hand the ball off on the jet sweep, and wow, Busby's got nowhere to go. They diagnosed that very well. Tackle on the play in the backfield by Max Brinker. So Brinker, the punter, also a pretty good defensive player. And the tackle will be back seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. So it's now set up fourth and two. Scott's Bluff is going to call the timeout here with 3.57 to go in the fourth quarter. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We'll keep it right here as, again, you're kind of forced, even though you're at your own 15-yard line. You're down by 21 points. It's the state championship game. why not
3: makes no sense to punt it it really Uh, it
0: truly does not
3: you're not going to get the ball back probably if you do punt it uh if you if you if you go for it and don't get it scott has a short field they might score again but you need the ball and you need to get something moving here so you you have to go for it i would look for maybe a hook and ladder type play here uh maybe busby on the sweep with a half, half back pass something along those lines where you got to get the ball to your best player's hands.
0: Well, this will be the fifth time that Scott's Bluff has gone for it on fourth down. They are so far three out of four in the game on fourth down conversions. But this one's fourth and two. Harsh with pressure coming. Throws it in underneath, and it's going to be dropped. Even if that had been complete, Brinker was there on the play. And so a turnover on downs at the 15-yard line.
3: Kind of an interesting play there. They, they set up Busby as the decoy, and then they tried to sneak Deloso. Uh, out into a little angle route down the
0: middle and uh, Scott was sitting there waiting for it yeah brinker was ready seen enough film knew where to be that didn't fool him at all and it will now be first and 10 from the 15 yard line here looks like for the the skyhawks
3: looks like the Scott seniors have had their night Uh, epperson just ran off the field so it looks like he's done carrying the ball tonight and i think he's had a pretty
0: good one well 260 yards on the ground another 77 in the air so that'd be 237 yards. I finally did the math in my head. Ms. Young would be happy. Hand off right up the middle as uh, it's uh, going to be Tommy Legal. Still out there, and he'll gain about four on the play.
3: Scott's running some subs in at this time. They're, they're going to they're go with their bread and butter stuff that their younger kids have worked on. That was a simple veer play, but I think that's going to be a veer give every time they run something along those lines.
0: So gain of a couple. It'll be uh, second and about eight from the 13-yard line. And one of the things that you're probably instructing your quarterback to do is make sure you don't snap this ball before you see a five or a smaller number on the play clock in the end zone. McCormick is under center, hands the ball off, and uh, bouncing around trying to find some room to run there is going to be Jack Hassenstaub, the senior running back. will take the ball out to about the 11-yard line. And Scott's bluff calling a timeout I believe. Yep, they called the timeout with 3:05 to go here in the fourth quarter. We'll take the timeout with them as well brought to you by ENT Physicians. Again, the Skyhawks have a 48-27 lead over the Bearcats of Scott's bluff we're back after this.
10: Ag Explorer International is providing the agriculture industry with the highest quality products at the best value, like NutriPak with its state-of-the-art chemistry. NutriPack increases growth activity in the four major parts of plant development: roots, stems, leaves, and fruit. If it is green and grows, NutriPack is a product for you. Contact Mid-Nebraska Chemical for a dealer in your area to get synergized NutriPak and Enzone from Ag Explorer 308-468-6206.
0: Well, Scottsbluff calls the timeout. It's, uh, I believe, their second timeout, even though the official stat sheet here says they have a two left.
3: Yeah, that, that might be out, actually. I, think, I feel like they've used them all at this point.
0: I, well, in any event, I'm sure we'll find out. Somebody knows more than we do. The official stats say two, but I know that's wrong. I-formation, McCormick is under center. They'll hand the ball off to uh, the... Uh, Eye back there, Hassan Staub, Hassan Staub, met at the line of scrimmage, spins out of that, trying to gain more yards, gives up some ground, and that's going to cost him a couple of yards, and it's now going to be fourth and nine here for Scott.
3: Yeah, kind of an interesting call here for Scott. Are they going to send the field goal unit out? That's, yeah. Um, you know, you, you run the risk of getting a block and a return, or you just run it, and then Scott's if you don't get it, Scott's bluff still. You know, seventy five to eighty five yards away from a touchdown, so I I would think that they run the ball I
0: I'm the only way you lose this game is to get a kick blocked. Yeah, you know, if you don't kick, you don't have to worry about it. So and they're gonna run out of time, or did they get a timeout? I think Scott Scott got a timeout. That's not bad at all. You work as much clock as you can, you get the timeout, and then you can kind of circle wagons here with two twenty three to go. Forty eight twenty seven. Skyhawks in great shape to win their fourth state championship in their seventh trip to the finals. So that will put them in a, in, as a winning record in the state championship game. And not too many teams get to even talk about being in a state championship game, let alone having a winning record in it. Again, our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you.
3: Yeah, Coach Terman definitely has, runs a first-class program over there in, in Omaha, um, you know, they're always going to be right in the thick of things, and they've been fortunate in the last three years to be here.
0: They've had a tremendous run, a really a record-setting run. want to say thanks to all of our uh, presenting sponsors for the state football playoffs. Maryland. Mary Lang Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. Husker Power Products, your full service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. And Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your pioneer seed dealer. And again, all of our other sponsors that we've had throughout the course of the year. But again, uh, Mary Lang Healthcare, Husker Power Products, and Impact Ag, Ag Partners helping us bring you every state championship game. And we appreciate that. So, fourth and about four here, hand off to the. A fullback, the fullback fighting for extra yards, but he's wrapped up at the line of scrimmage. Might have been able to pull that pile forward for a gain of about one, and we'll s- switch units here as Scott's Bluff will get the ball on a turnover on downs.
3: You know, at this point, I, it obviously looks like Scott's going to win the football championship. Uh, they've had great success this fall already. I think they were the boys' cross-country state champ. They won volleyball here just recently. So, uh, you know, just another, and clear some more trophy space for Omaha, Scott. Uh, they seem to be here in all sports. They've got a just a great athletic program.
0: Ball will be at the 9-yard line. That's where Scott's bluff, down 48-27, will set up shot up here uh, with 2-17 to 17 to go. Handoff, pretty good room to run here for Busby. Busby busting to the outside. He gets the edge. He's down the sideline. He's at the 40. One man to beat. Cuts inside, misses him. He gets pulled down from behind at the 15-yard line. Oh, my, what a run, though. From some, the nine all the way out to the fifteen, you have some
3: legitimate state sprinter champion speed there. Uh, he made one cut, uh, and the guy just had to happen to have the a, a crazy angle on him to get that to get him to, to get him stopped there.
0: Well, he had a brilliant cut to gain another fifteen or twenty yards there. That's a seventy-seven yard run here for Busby, and that will put him up in good shape here as Harsh is going to keep it. He goes right up the middle, and he'll take it inside the ten yard line. Where now it will be uh, second and about two. And, and again, with a minute 48 to go here, still up by three scores is uh, Omaha Scott, But the Bearcats trying to cut into this lead and keep their very slim championship hopes alive. At this point, it would be a game and comeback for the ages. Minute and a half to go here. Handoff and knifing inside the five yard line is going to be Busby. He's going to be down just short of the five. They're going to say his knee was down. They are going to give him enough for the first down. And so it'll be first and goal as they stop the clock now with a minute 25 to go as they wind that clock. Hand off to Busby. Busby up the middle at the five. Puts his head down. Still not down. Pushing forward out to about the three yard line. And that'll tick away some more precious time here with a minute 10 to go.
3: Yeah, Scott's Bluff's not there in they are going no huddle, but they're not in hurry-up mode by any means here. I think they want to punch one in with their senior running back.
0: Final minute. 48-27, our score. Handoff. No, they fake the Handoff. And Harsh will be down to the one-yard line. Again, thanks to our presenting sponsors, Marylanding Healthcare, your care, our inspiration, Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, and your Pioneer Seed Dealer, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weges, Todd Travis. Goal, third and goal at the one. Good line surge, but not good enough as that hole closed pretty quickly. That hole closed pretty quickly. I saw uh, one of the uh, running backs, one of the uh, blockers, take his guy all the way into the end zone, but they didn't follow him into the end zone. It's
3: a little mixture of the scut, first team and second teamers in there, and they did a good job there.
0: So Harsh will take the snap here with 14 seconds left. Give it to Busby, and Busby's going to be pulled down at at the one-yard line with 10 seconds to go. And, yes, Scott's Bluff does have a timeout left, and they just took it. Or was that fourth down? That was fourth down. That was fourth down. So turnover on downs at the two-yard line. And now you can't really kneel on it because you don't want to give up a safety, but you're going to get a quarterback sneak here, and Scott will come away with their fourth state championship.
3: Great job by Bill teams you know coach benson uh, longtime assistant to coach hartman out there in scotts bluff and when coach hartman left uh he retired and now coach benson's taken over and he's had a great run of success here uh they've been snake bit a couple times in the playoffs uh but you know they've had a couple runs of the semis and they got over the hump this year so congratulations to the bearcats from scotts bluff and then uh you know what can you say about the program that coach termen runs uh it's first class he's a first class guy uh, you know, and they've got great coaching staff. They've got about 20 assistant coaches over there, and, you know, they've got uh, they've got a great thing going.
0: And they've got a state championship. Hand off to the fullback up the middle, starts the clock, and they storm the field. The Skyhawks, state champions in 2005, 2013, 2014, and now the 2018 state champions with a win over Scott's Bluff, a final of 48 to 27. Very impressive win tonight by Scott. And again, a great performance by Scott's Bluff. Scott's Bluff scored the first 14 points of the ball game, had a lot of momentum, but then a 61-yard touchdown that got things going for Scott's Bluff, and replay showed that that 61-yard run should have been down for about a three-yard game. but Jared Esperson, with uh, that run, got things going, and he finishes the night with 260 yards rushing. Four rushing touchdowns, another 77 yards in the air, two touchdowns there. So six touchdowns tonight for Jared Esperson. He was the most important of the Skyhawks tonight as Scott wins this one by a final of 48 to 27. We're going to step away for a moment. when we come back, we will have our postgame show brought to you by New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery. When we return right after this.
8: If your last new car dealing resembled a full-contact martial art and not near as much fun, yeah. Friesen Ford in Aurora says come find out what low-pressure customer-based auto dealing is all about. The same is true for service and parts. In this day and age where nobody knows your name, Friesen Ford in Aurora are greeting more and more folks by their name. It's called Friendly Freezing. Friesen Ford. Aurora.
0: This is the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery post-game Show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here that get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Let's give you our scoring wrap-up. And it began after a three and out for Scott. Scott's bluff was able to block the punt. And then after that, uh, Christopher Busby was able to go in from two yards out, The extra point good. It was 7 nothing early for Scott's Bluff. Early in the second quarter, Jeremiah Delzer caught a 24-yard touchdown pass from Sebastian Harsh. The extra point is good, and with uh, 10-12 to go in the second quarter, it was 14-0 Scott's Bluff. But then Scott got things going. The ensuing drive, that's when Jared Esperson goes in from 61 yards out. Extra point good, making it 14-7. Scott was able to tie it in their ensuing drive. Esperson this time ran from 50 yards out. Another Joey White extra point, made it 14-all. And then just only 19 seconds later, Scott took the lead after the turnover. Uh, Tyson Gordon, after he made an interception at the 49-yard line, Gordon caught a 51-yard touchdown pass from McCormick. The extra point was no good. And with 5.17 to go in the second quarter, uh, it was Scott on top for good. A minute 39 to go before halftime. Esperson this time with a 44-yard touchdown run, and that made your halftime score uh, at that point, uh, to 27-14. Scott's Bluff took the ensuing drive right down the field, very impressive fashion, as Busby goes in for a two-yard touchdown, and uh, that uh, made the score... Uh, at that point, uh, 27 to 21. That would be as close as they got, because later in the quarter, Esperson with a three-yard touchdown run to capitalize a 65-yard drive that made it 35-21 with the two-point conversion, and then Esperson a 33-yard touchdown pass from Tyson Gordon on the uh, reverse pass extra point. Good. Scott's bluff did score with 5:49 to go in the fourth quarter. This time again, Busby from. 24 yards out. Extra point was no good. That made it 42-27. Then the last score of the season was scored by Scott. Esperson from 30 yards out. Extra point was good by White. And that made your final score. Omaha, Scott, 48. Scott's Bluff 27. And that is our scoring wrap-up brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau. In Kearney. And again, uh, a special night tonight for uh, one Jared Esperson on the evening as he led the way here for uh, Scott to win their third or excuse me, their fourth state championship.
3: Yeah, I think it really pays off uh, in the long run that, uh, you know, Scott's been here in the last three years, five of the last six. Um, you know, they have an expectation to be here. And then when you have a special player like Epperson, uh, he, he was a one man show tonight. Um, you really can't pinpoint a lot of other things that, uh, that Scott had to go through to be successful tonight. Um, you know, Epperson, I, th- I think he made his claim for all state tonight. You know, <laughs> if he did, if the 2000 yards prior to tonight uh, didn't, didn't do it for him, I think tonight kind of sealed the sealed his envelope to the all state ballots. So, uh, you know, a, a special player uh, does special things. You know, you said, you see it last year with uh, Garrett Snodgrass from York. Uh, you usually see it down here in some form or fashion that it, it takes a special player for a team to get behind. And, you know, Chris Busby from uh, Scott's Bluff gave it a heck of an effort on his part. Um, but the big difference was, you know, the, the experience factor. And then, uh, you know, there's just the, the Scott lineman uh, just kind of owned the, the game from the middle point of the second period on.
0: They really did. Jared Esperson finished with 20 rushes, 260 yards. He had four rushing touchdowns, averaged 13 yards a carry. Tommy Legal ended up with 10 carries for 32 yards. Uh, Tyson Gordon one carry for no yards. Those are the positive rushers here uh, in in the real part of the game here for Omaha. Scott throwing the football. Uh, Ryan McCormick was two out of three for 95 yards, two touchdowns, and oh yeah, Tyson Gordon threw the ball one time for 33 yards and a touchdown as well. Jared Esperson also uh, with uh, a one throw i don't remember that i think that's actually wrong uh receiving the football esperson caught two passes for 77 yards and, and uh two touchdowns so he was tied with tyson gordon as the leading receiver uh because gordon had caught two balls for 77 yards as well but only had the one touchdown so we'll give the edge there yeah, esperson. epperson wins that by yeah all, epperson too, wins man. that one as well uh, for scotts bluff individually sebastian harsh was three out of nine throwing the football for 38 yards, one touchdown, but did have two interceptions. Christopher Busby carried the ball 36 times for 210 yards, three touchdowns, including a 77-yard scamper uh, that was not a touchdown, but a tremendous run uh, that almost set up the uh, score at the end of the game. Sebastian Harsh carried the ball 20 times for 96 yards, and uh, Jacob Cruel had four carries for seven yards. Receiving, Delsler had two catches for 33 yards and a touchdown Delios with one catch, it was a screen, good for five yards. Unofficially, total yards here. Scott's Bluff had 351, which is pretty uh, reasonable, but 436 yards of total offense tonight for Omaha. Scott, 154 in the air, 282 yards on the ground. Scott's Bluff actually rushed for more yards tonight. They ran for 313 yards, threw for another 38. And third down conversions, well, Scott's Bluff was 4 of 15, the state champions were one of six from uh, uh, on third down, but they had those big plays. And again, uh, advantage goes to, uh, to Scott, thanks to the big plays, because Scott's bluff actually won the time of possession margin, 29 minutes to 18. And so a big advantage there, but that doesn't really matter a whole lot because the Skyhawks are able to get the big plays, and they win this one by a final of 48 to 27, and uh, a great performance tonight by Scott's Bluff, but Scott was just that much better.
3: You know, Scott, uh, you know, when it boils down to, you know, you're right, Scott's Bluff wins the wins the, uh, the battle of time of possession. They ran more plays. Uh, they had more yards rushing, uh, but it boils down to uh, maybe, the, maybe the missed call on the first touchdown for Scott, and then they had two special plays picked out. They had the reverse pass for a touchdown and the swing pass to Epperson late, so it really, you know, even though it's a twenty one point game, it, it kinda of boils down to four or five or maybe even only three big plays that Scott made that Scott's Bluff didn't have didn't they didn't make.
0: And again, I wanna I don't wanna beat a dead horse here, nor do I wanna pin this this loss on the officials, but that sixty one yard play was the turning point of the game. And replay show that Esperson should have been called down, but he wasn't sometimes you get a bad bounce you got to find a way over it and when that happened the score was still 14 to 7 but it was Scott that kind of built on that momentum instead of Scott's bluff being angry at a bad call
3: right you know if uh, if, the, if he's down there it's a it's a first down they're still driving yep. maybe they score yep. later but it, it shortens the game down and maybe Scott doesn't get tack, an extra one on at the end of the first half and it's you know maybe it's a one score game at half instead of a two score game so and then you know we forgot about the, we, we both think from up above that Epperson did not fumble at the goal line. Uh, replay looks awful close. So, you know, that's one of those maybe maybe a judgment call by an official goes the other way. Now there's four big plays that all went Scott's way that didn't go Scott's Bluff's way. And, you know, you, you, can't, you can't say that that's the reason that the game was right. lost. But, you know, they, they do add up when everything just keeps snowballing against you. Uh, so it was a great game by Scott's Bluff. Um, you know, Scott's just better. Uh,
0: yeah, I would I would say that. I think I think Scott's the better team. Maybe they got a break or two. Scott's bluff to win this one. They had to get the breaks. Yep, and the And the breaks actually fell to Scott's way. And, again, I still think the best team won tonight. And the final score tonight was Omaha Scott with a 48-27 win over Scott's Bluff to uh, get a state championship, and congratulations to them. Scott, thanks so much for doing this.
3: Thank you. Appreciate it. appreciate being here.
0: Randy Bushcutter with Scott Molring and our engineer Chris Lang back in the studios. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll obviously have a little break from high school sports until, well, they start playing high school sports again here on Platte River Radio, and then we'll have coverage for you throughout the entire basketball season, wrestling, and anything else we can find to put on for you because we love bringing you high school sports here on Platte River Radio. Once again, your final. It's Scott with a state championship over Scott at 48-27. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night, everybody.
6: Genetics first, traits second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose
0: the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the fields this season, getting to know your hybrid choices inside and out so that they can be your trusted resource to
6: help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique turn row incentives, contact your local co-op agronomist today. Tougher Together, Aurora and you.